welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm joined by none other than Caleb from the Discord. Caleb is going to be here talking about all of the things that he thinks are wrong with the game, because that's exactly why I bring him on, because I'm going to talk nothing good about this game, but he's going to talk about all the stuff that is bad, and I'm going to try and prove him wrong, and that's just how we, we have our dynamic. But first, this episode would not be available to you if it weren't for my Patreon supporting me. Thank you to Cosmic Johnson, Chateau Neuf, El Jefe Esteban, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Regis Stella, Russ Belt Kid, TN Professor, Todd Meister, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, CJ, Super Pack, Davram TV, Fergatron, Frank F. Peterson, Captain Chaos, Kazia the Rogue, Xbox Mike 29, Tech Deku, Windsor Chris, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. If you guys would like to actually support the podcast, there's an easy way to do so. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast. You'll see me with Miley Moo and the host of the Keelhauled Podcast stuff, and you can join up for as little as $3 a month and help support. We are going to be doing some Patreon stuff this month, and as always, we have the end of the month episode that I like to bring folks on to share their stories and their thoughts about the podcast with. So if you'd like to join, feel free to do so. But otherwise, let's get into the four-hour episode with Caleb. So without further ado, I want to welcome Caleb to the show. Caleb, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for letting me come back on the show. I appreciate it. So you wanted to jump in and I wanted to bring you on for some discussion about season two, how the new uh, event is going. I imagine we'll probably be talking about commodities and ledgers and progress and events mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, you had actually kind of jotted down a whole bunch of notes. So I wanted to kind of uh, let you have the floor here and see what was the first thing you kind of wanted to dive into. Well, you said something on your intro that made me feel you know, very accepted. You said Caleb from the Discord, uh, and which is nowhere in, nowhere near the the truth. It was Caleb from Rando email, uh, but I appreciate that now. That's the way I'm thought of. Uh, I know I'm I'm negative a lot on your show, and uh, I wanted to start off with like a genuine thank you to you and your community uh, for accepting me. Seeing you guys <laughs> joke around in the Discord about like, oh, are the is the Athena curse green or white and stuff like that you know, being accepted as an in-joke and stuff like that. I, I, I do appreciate it. And I know that my sense of humor is in everyone's cup of tea, but I appreciate you guys all being so kind to me. And I love coming on the show, love talking about this, love hanging out with you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, your sense of humor falls in line with my sense of humor. So I know it's, I know the jokes that I would say probably don't, don't go over so well with everyone, but I accept that as just, you know, one of the small things with comedy, you know, comedy subjective, but that's sure. one of the, the fun things is that you and I generally, when we do sail, we usually get combative and I, and I do this with my actual, like with all, my good close, close friends, like with your actual playing. friends, there's me and then there's with your actual my actual friends. friends. I'm glad to see the categories. No, well, Cause I did the same thing. I did the same thing with uh, my buddy last night. I was playing apex legends with my buddy. He was just having a normal night. As soon as I jumped into voice chat with him, it, it, it immediately turned into a, into a debate or, or like a, <laughs> a like I, I antagonize my friends when I'm playing all the time mm -hmm. and I'm constantly poking. So I, I know that I do that and I know that you do that back, which is hilarious when we actually like get into it. 
Um, but yeah, you are part of the Discord, just like all my other friends in the Discord. We're just a big family, and just like family, we we don't always get along, but we generally do most of the time. So I don't I'm, I don't see any problem with that, unless you see a problem with that, in which case I'll have to kick you out of the Discord. Well, I've always seen my personality as fifty percent sarcasm and fifty percent soundboard. So when I can't have my soundboard on your show, you just have to deal with all the sarcasm. That's true. That's true. I generally save the uh, the soundboarding for when we're actually sailing. And now that we've had a long period of this debate, I'd like to close the book on the green-white debate because I have conclusive evidence uh, to get an answer here. When okay. We made lots of jokes about it, and people would like do like color analyses and show up different pictures. And one of my favorite things was when somebody like clipped their stream where someone walked in front of them with the, the curse on, and they go, that kind of does look like white, though. Maybe I'm changing my mind. I almost <laughs> fell out of my seat laughing. And someone who did a color analysis, there was like, a, I, I don't know what the highest number is. I'm assuming it's like 256, but it was like two out of, in the slider of 256 green and the rest of it was white. And he's like, see, it's there. It's green. I'm like, mm, that, those are interesting uh, rose colored glasses you have on there, my yeah. friend. <laughs> a little, maybe a little bit biased there. Uh, but the truth <laughs> is, and the way we were able to keep this debate going was by selecting where you take the pictures the truth is the curse takes the texture of your eye you know usually looks like a pupil and makes it all white and then it adds what you've called the emissive an effect of that athena colored green or teal or whatever you want to call that color that very athena mm -hmm. color that radiates off of the eyes and that effect varies depending on several factors the light level so if you're, say, in the bar or underneath your ship and you're away from a light or closer to a light, the green uh, effect will change how visible it is and how close you are as another pirate to the pirate that has the curse on. The green effect goes away as you get closer and comes stronger as you go away. So if I'm like really close to the mysterious stranger, I could snap a pick and it looks like it's got white or. Oh, and another thing was in the um, in your chest. The, uh, yeah. the, uh, um, the curse the cosmetic chest the yeah. curse it has a picture it's almost like a drawing it's a piece of art that has the green but when it previews on your pirate it doesn't show the effect at all I don't know why other curses do I believe the red curse like still shows the shine stuff but for some reason when you put mm. on the white the, the pirate legend curse uh, it doesn't show the green so you take a snapshot of your preview image there and it's definitely just white uh, so that's how like it could it's one of those things where you could see oh my goodness Caleb Garofolo I was ready I'm ready to snap at you the first moment you said well you know that's one of those things and so I could like make fun of you and then I was the first one to say that that's hubris right there that's what that is uh, but it is one of those things where perspective was giving people different answers and there's now you, yeah. everybody knows the answer it's both groom and white depending on what you mean by the curse yep yeah, and I and I see it. I definitely, I definitely see it's 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 one of those situations too that it you know if people weren't pulling screenshots into Photoshop and doing color analysis, it's easy to just judge based off of you know the monitors that you're using this the TV that you're using. Like, there's so many different ways to just look at it and see like whether or not it's white or green. But I think the real answer is it was the journey to finding out oh, along no. the way oh, no. that. <laughs> really made this podcast what it is mm -hmm. i don't i'm going with that mm -hmm. the real treasure was the arguments we had along the way yeah 
Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's a quick question. Why is it called the Pirate Legend Curse? I would never wear it if I'm trying to match my Pirate Legend outfit. I'd wear it to match my Athena outfit. Mm, I think because you... I mean, because I don't think that the Pirate Legend curse really has a curse. I think they wanted to give the Mysterious Stranger cosmetic like the the Mm -hmm. the look of the of the mysterious stranger like they had to name it something right like they can't just call it like mysterious stranger eyes right you know they they had to work out some sort of lore to to putting it into the game so curse was the the most obvious place to put that because it's the one thing that affects Mm -hmm. like something that is more mystical that would actually explain that away and they can't you know they can't really just say it's the mysterious stranger curse because it's like is he cursed is he not cursed we don't really understand like how it works mm-hmm. for him because he looks he looks corporeal but he's not uh or is it, yeah corporeal yeah. no no corporeal means physical okay okay not spiritual. i'm i was totally totally second guessing myself there um but he looks corporeal but he's obviously a spirit to some extent uh so it's like you can't really just call it the the mysterious stranger curse so but he is the one that actually doles out the the pirate legend uh song and clothes and title so if if you're looking at him as the base for what the curse was modeled after then he would the he would be the mysterious pirate the pirate legend giver so pirate legend curse works out the best in my head if i had to explain it away i don't care that much though yeah well it I'm looks better with athena it, i'm just gonna that's what i wear it with i i'm with you i mean i definitely i mean here's a uh, here's my question then is if you were to assign that as the athena ghost curse mm-hmm. uh what would you want a pirate legend curse to be then Ooh, what would my pirate legend so pirate legend the things we have in pirate Can- legend is that Can I go like, first? Yeah, I'll oh, please do. It's your show. I, I, I just wanted to go first. I, well, no, 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 no. I gave you the floor and then I asked for it back. It's to- totally within your right to say, like, no, let me I just I yield get this out my report. time, Chairman. <laughs> Thank you. To the gentleman I in, um, in the microphone. What do you think about if it was kind of like a costume as opposed to a curse and it gave you the three daggers that were in the back of Ramsey's? Oh, interesting. I wouldn't want it to be a costume because costume is a whole outfit. A right. curse, I would about you know you can wear it with everything else. That would be interesting. It's hard to tell because like Pirate Legend, the theme is that like green skull, purple, and um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's the other color? Gold. And so gold. it's hard to think of what a curse mm. would be for Pirate Legends. We already have a gold curse, and that's very gold hoarder themed. Uh, the only if you look at the the Pirate Legend, he's got the the swords in the back. I mean, that makes sense. And you know what else? That if would we be... eventually get a ghost curse that makes you look like all the ghosts in Athena's fortune, you'd want that to be called the Athena curse. So it makes sense to have the pirate legend curse, you know, take the place of the eyes, save up that slot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, it is, uh, you know, it's interesting to think about, like, you know, if we, if we did get the gold, I, I don't know, I kind of want to have like Ramsey's daggers, like in my back. I've never a, wanted it until you like now brought option. it up, but now I kind of want it. Yeah, I didn't ever think about it, but now that I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. And they could just, you know, have it so that you actually have the uh, the jacket, the pirate lord jacket, on, and the dagger sticking out of it. We have the jacket, don't we, from the uh, maiden voyage? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's a really nice jacket too. 
I'd ask if totally you knew did. where the three daggers came from, but I don't want to hear a sentence about lore that's outside know. of the game, okay? I understand that you're you're friends with Falcor and he needs to fight me, but I just don't want to do it, okay? It's it we don't know. That's it's Oh, you don't even know outside the game? No. Amazing. No, there's no explanation. Fantastic. It is still a mystery. Which actually that kind of brings me brings up the question is I'm sure we had a bunch of topics and stuff we wanted to get into, mm-hmm. but do you do you have any ideas on who could have been the people that stabbed him in the back? Because he he you know as far as I know, he died, but we don't know how and we don't know by whom. But it seems apparent that it was in collaboration with two other people. I do have so a was lot. Of t- it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna I was just gonna cap it with. Uh, do you think it was a sacrifice? that he asked for or do you think it was a betrayal definitely betrayal uh okay and while yes i do have a lot of topics i want to get to i am as always willing to take this eight hours logan's the one that will end this before i'm ready to end this i'm ready to go i've got my notes pages uh many pages long let's see seven pages i'm ready to go all right and that was a great show i really want to thank you for joining <laughs> uh, i think we got uh, some really uh, good discussion um in but really nice uh, let's see. I think it's definitely a betrayal. I, I assume like okay. it would be like one of them was the gold hoarder and things like that. I, I don't know from in the game. It's hard for me to remember who we know was part of his crew. And doesn't Lorena talk about like having known him while he was alive? But I don't think, I yeah. don't think she betrayed him. I can't talk about that because it's in something outside. Of yeah, the good. Game. Don't. Yeah. All I can think of is, is the gold hoarder right now. I don't think Flameheart mm. like really had too many interactions with him that I know of. No, no, not too many. There was uh there was something that was actually in um what's it called? Uh the first tall tale. That was like a interaction that they had. But that's that's they really didn't have too much interaction with actually Flameheart like that like they existed in the same place at the same time, but the time that that Ramses was in the Sea of Thieves, um I'm fairly certain that Flameheart was at the at the time getting close to being cursed and dying or was already dead. And we, we still don't really even know like where he died. Cause it, the book books say one thing and it doesn't make sense. Like how he got to the sea thieves after he died outside of the sea thieves, unless the skeleton Lords that were his flaming crew sailed out of the sea thieves and then brought him back, which kind of correlates with the maiden voyage as like skeletons can exist outside of the outside of the maiden voyage and Ramses can exist outside of the sea of thieves but that's because of how much magic is tied to that maiden voyage island mm-hmm. and even then it's still kind of like mm, i wonder how they're going to actually on that but i'm i'm sure that they'll figure that out and whatnot so at, at this well, point let me tell you something huh i have never really cared much about Ramsey. like oh, i look at him and i'm like oh who is God. this Six piece chicken McNobody. Why should I care? The <sighs> game gives me almost no reason to care. And so I'm like, oh, you got stabbed in the back. Oh, you know, the game ooh, tiny violin. Who cares? I don't care about you. Give me my voyage and get out of here. He's all over the he has a book dedicated to to him and his crew in the Athena. Well, and it's we're not gonna, in the game, so we're gonna, who cares? Oh my god. Toby Stevens is going to be doing the audiobook for it though. Toby Stevens. Captain well, that's, Flint. That's great for him. It's not in the game. I don't care about it. 
I'm going to end this and podcast. And I don't care about Ramsey much at all. How can you not want to? I, I know for a fact. And I know Rares are like, oh, look how great he is. And look, oh, it's so it's an adventure. It's not about the gold. He also, everything he's ever said to me has made me want to kill him again. <laughs> I am standing in a room full of gold piles. I did this entire adventure to get to a place called the Shores of Gold. I'm here. Here is the gold. And he tells me, hey, you might as well leave it. Don't take it. And also... The gold hoarder is going to come back. Everything you did was for naught. But hey, wasn't the real adventure the friends you made along the way? I'm not saying with the people I did the tall tales with anymore. No, <laughs> it wasn't. And this this skull is worth less than I can get from doing a a, a, a fire lord, whatever they're called, a, a Flame ashen lord. lord. So ashen no, lord. no, Ramsey's done nothing but ever, but disappoint me. <laughs> I just think it's funny that the whole point of us going there was to stop the gold hoarder because he was becoming too powerful. And there's all this cursed gold that turned him into a skeleton. And Ramses is like, please don't touch the cursed gold. There's a reason why he turned into a skeleton. And I'd rather you just take his skull and go turn it into the Order of Souls so that we can kind of get a little more information out of this. And you're like, yeah, but can I can I put a little bit in my pocket as we leave? <laughs> or, or, yeah, I'm very much like Abu in the Cave of Wonders. It really is. Just what shoving you? it all into my hat. Oh, my God. Um, I just realized that is exactly what Mike Chapman made. He made the Cave of Wonders down in the shores of gold, and it nobody's called nice it out. It would be kind of behind me. I had a cool SNES level where I had to get through the level on the carpet. Uh, but, no, 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 listen here. This is my canon. The way I figure things is that the gold hoarders... Assume, you know, before we complete the tall tales, this will be rich. Was that the gold? Ho- ho- <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, my mic, I, my headphones were down a little bit. What was that? No, it's. it's uh, I said, go on. Uh, I, I think I heard you say, "I'll be rich," and I will be from all the gold. Hmm. Um, the, the gold they collect that we give them that they get from selling us the chests or keys to chests, however the freaking you want to explain that. Uh, that it would be taken to the shores of gold and put into that giant gold pile. So not necessarily that's what cursed him. He he was cursed, got greedy, and now he got all that extra gold. All those piles of gold have been stuff we've been collecting. That's mine by right anyway. That's not what cursed him. It ain't going to curse me. That is, hmm, that's an interesting And if you're going to say greed cursed him, then every single pirate on the sea should be cursed. Well, I mean, if you do the tall tales, you do get that curse. Oh, it's true. I do get the I get the gold on my skin curse that looks great, but I imagine it would be painful. Yeah, probably probably would be pretty painful. It's really it's so weird to hear you talk about like the lore from the game only perspective because I I I don't discount that a lot of what you're talking about makes sense from in game perspective, but because I've been following the the lore outside of the game and mm-hmm. knowing how everything kind of culminated together. It's such an interesting perspective just to listen to you kind of talk about like how it doesn't make sense that we aren't just taking the gold that it should from the perspective of the pirates be ours because at the end of it, the only thing I can attribute to this and it's been forever since I've done the, the tall tales is, is that I'm assuming a lot of this is explained in the books and if you not not outside game books, but the actual tall tale books themselves, that the lore is actually in the tall tale books and in the journals, because I'll, I'll be 100 mm-hmm. percent honest. It's been a it's been a long time since I've read those 10 journals on Tribute Peak. Sure. And I want to say that majority of that stuff is actually in there because I do remember there being reference 
to Lorena in the Tall Tale journals, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that, folks, because obviously I, I messed up a bunch of stuff last week, uh, which I'm surprised you haven't brought up the uh, the Merchant Alliance compass uh, yet. So I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, good. I'm glad we got, I only just deleted no, 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 no. We've got to it early. Okay, that's good. good. We already okay. got to it. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah. So yeah, I I well, I, totally I can tell you that. that in I remember that the majority, if not all, the notes for that specific tall tale, the Shores of Gold, were about um, the pirate lord what's her name uh briggsy and about how she got mm-hmm. there discovered things and and ran into him and got cursed for it that's most of what those journals are about yeah yeah that's that i do recall uh wait, that's a whole nother thing too is like briggsy's cool i'd like to see more briggsy but i, I guess it's good that briggsy. she's done with no i i do too i definitely want more briggsy because that's that was one of those things like going through the the tall tales and finding out just how amazing and that's another thing that's in the book too is the book actually does have uh some really really cool references to like her being a solo pirate and joining up with Ramses uh, in, in the beginning of the forming of the Alliance for the Sea of Thieves, like where Ramses came out and he was like, hey, I got these chests that I made out of the chains of the old mother who was the last main kraken in Sea of Thieves outside of the, the offspring. And the only way to keep these chests or the only way to unlock these chests is with these golden keys. Uh, and he invited, you know, Ramses and, and Rathbone and... and um, Oh, I'm blanking on the other dude. There was another dude that he invited, a whole nother crew. They all met at Golden Sands Outpost. And then he's like, hey, if anyone can un- break into these chests, you can have the the treasure and the gold that I've collected in them. And nobody could. And Briggsy was one of the pirates that showed up at Golden Sands Outpost and fought the Kraken that is the Kraken in game. And the reason why the Kraken retreats uh, after defeating its tentacles is because it's uh it's already had a really bad fight once like it's already lost one eye due to the fight that happened at golden sands outpost and because of that it's it knows it's the last kraken and it is it is kind of shy which is why we never see its head and why we why it only retreats after uh, uh after getting down so many Wait, tentacles. it's the last kraken Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I only... assume there was a bunch because there's so many skeletons around. And you know what's crazy is that it is a baby. Oh, it's a little baby boy. Yeah, it's a little baby Kraken. Like the old mother, you can see uh, like the the bones that are on Kraken's fall are the the baby Krakens. Like we we've never actually seen the old mother's bones, as far as I can tell. I think all of the bones on Kraken's fall are all her children. And in fact, well, that would be a scary encounter. That's something that would be like the old Megalodon, where you needed the whole server to get together. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? I think that would be That'd pretty be cool. awesome. Have like an, but I mean, it's like you know, there's no more, there's no more Krakens. It's the last Kraken, uh, kind of like the last unicorn. But that's a whole other topic. So, but yeah, I, you, I really, you, I don't even. How did we get off on this tangent? I don't know. Somehow, the 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 worst case scenario happened where somehow I'm going to be talking about lore in one of your shows. I never thought that would happen. Well, you're with me. Uh, it, it makes sense if you're with me. Another another lore thing that I heard you like give me information from outside the game that I'm like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Uh, when Tori and I, Tori being my wife, at least for the moment, until she realizes she can have someone better, uh, we're doing the Seabound Soul, and there's a point there where you get to see like using the lantern uh, a skeleton lord in turn um, mm-hmm. 
Flameheart's corpse. Yep. And the way Tori and I were talking about, like, oh, what, what could that mean? And what we came up with was that some skeleton lord imprisoned Flameheart. And later on, you're like, oh, that's Captain Grimm. That's one of the Ashen Lords we fight, and he's on he's on Flameheart's side. And I was like, oh, the way I saw it was he was like, there was infighting between the skeleton lords, and I thought Flameheart was just a skeleton lord that, you know, Grimm beat, and in turn, he's like, I win. And then now this whole new perspective of, oh, no, he was, like, keeping him away for safety or whatever. It's just not the way I saw it when I did the tall tale. Well, what's, you know, what's interesting about that is is that there was actually infighting between the skeletons uh, as far as we know. And we haven't we haven't seen it in game, which is why I'm, I'm excited that eventually we'll get to that point. But there is a point where hopefully we'll find out between uh, Captain Flameheart and the captain who is just this unnamed skeleton lord but you know if you had a if you had a, a bigger bad than flameheart it would be captain and the captain is the one that actually took uh flameheart junior under his wing turned him into a skeleton and oh has his gosh. has his confidence and stuff so like flameheart junior is now a skeleton somewhere with his crew that is also skeletons uh because of the captain and the chalice of life that they found um Ever since Seabound Soul, when I first learned about Flameheart, and I've heard people talk about, wait, is this Flameheart Jr. or Flameheart Sr.? I have lost my mind. <laughs> Flameheart Jr. or Sr.? None of that's ever mentioned in the game. It's just Flameheart. I wouldn't even know that there was another Flameheart if all you schmucks didn't keep bringing it up. Actually. What in the world? It's just Flameheart. Duke. Why do we have to have another Flameheart? It's just Flameheart. It's Flameheart. It's Flameheart Jr. Who Duke, cares? Duke it's actually did talk about uh, Sr. and Jr., in in the game, there was that there was some. I'm sure it was way after Seabound Soul. Um. Oh God, let me think. Seabound Soul. It was it was after Seabound Soul. I do recall that, but it was like dialogue that anyway, he had. It's literally garbage. <laughs> I hate it. It's too convoluted. Oh my God. Uh, but let's get away from let's get away from this garbage lore to get to something some some good lore. And I'd like to say a few words about my experience with Glitterbeard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you finally got to do Glitterbeard, huh? I did. Uh, a friend and I sailed. Uh, it was a couple sessions where all we did was we looked around and we read the commendations to find clues to find the journals. And we found as many as we could without looking it up. And like I remember like we would get one wrong. We figured out, oh, well, no, no, this one, the tip of the sword. That must mean Cutlass K. I thought it was one that looked like a sword, but no, it's got to be Cutlass K. And we get there, and there it is. And and it was really kind of a fun sort of mystery. We ended up having to look up a couple that we just couldn't figure out from the mm, clues. Yeah. And and it was a real, real like sweet experience, like reading this guy's story. And and we would read it out loud back and forth. I'd read like the first entry, he read the second, I'd read the third, he read the oh, fourth. That's adorable. And we did that for all of them, and it was a lot of fun. And then of course the last one. Uh, I found it hard to to figure out where it was. I didn't either. The clues weren't clear enough, which is my personal opinion. But I'm willing to allow that maybe I just didn't figure it out. But like where the hideout was, I didn't think was very clear. So I did have to look that up. And um, but you know, getting it, getting there, and trying to get enough people, mm -hmm. which was like very sweet the way it tied into the story, was difficult for me, as I'm sure it was for a lot of people to get eight people. And uh, your server had a kept like running the event for people, and so I signed up for one. And then when the day came, it was canceled last minute. I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Like a week later, I was managed to sign up for another one. That week comes by, and that one was canceled last minute. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it myself. Put my hand in the Thanos glove and just grab a Galleon solo and just sailed to where it I know it is <laughs> and looked on my map, and there were two Reapers at Reaper's Hideout. And I'm like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? So I went over there. I sailed over there, and I said, hey, do you guys want to do Glitter Beard? And one of the one of the the Reapers had one of the Glitter Beard cosmetics you unlock. And he's like, Yeah, sure. And I'm like, what are the odds that not only did I find two Reapers that were allied, I run Reaper a lot. I don't ever ally with another Reaper. You have a flag and that's my flag now. That's the way I look yeah. at that. And what are the odds that these Reapers are friendly? I got both of them in one go. So these guys said, Well, be right there, let's finish turning in. So I went back, they came and met me. And I was trying to grab people to fill up my galleon. I grabbed a couple guys from your Discord. I had to get a fourth. And I'm like, Tori, you want to do it? And she's like, yeah. And she, she jumps in. And so now we have all of us uh, doing it. We have a sloop of brig and a galleon. We have every size ship. We got friendly reapers. I got my wife and I got some guys from the Discord there. Met some new friends from your Discord. And we all did the event. And the event was truly moving. I cried. I, it was precious. Yeah, good. And I was so happy to experience it. I thought that thing they put in was was truly wonderful. And I went in and like I did with all the journals before, I read aloud the final entry. And it was like if you've ever spoken at a funeral where you can't keep your voice together mm-hmm. and it keeps cracking, you keep trying to rein it in. Uh, and then I hear a sniffle turn around. My <laughs> Tori's crying too. And she's like, you shouldn't have told me that this was dedicated to someone that died. Uh, it was truly moving and i was so happy i was able to do it and i really like this entry into the uh this this edition i thought they did a great job and i have a few like nitpicks of exactly how it was implemented but i'm not even gonna bring it up just because of what a positive thing this is supposed to be now what you may not know is is that caleb is about to tell a story about his glitter beard experience but later in the episode i want you to keep track of how many times he actually talks about how stories should not be told because no one cares to listen let's go yeah yeah that's uh, and and i i don't blame you for the nitpicks because they they wanted it to be something that was found out organic and because of that the the normal guides that you would usually go to to like have you have people kind of give you the 411 on how to do stuff everyone was trying to be very respectful of how to do it so if you didn't if you didn't like troll the forums on reddit or or you know just talk to people who figured it out or or have like worked it all out in insiders beforehand and had that discussion it would have been it would have been really really tough to try and figure out like i i'll be honest i still don't exactly know like how to go go and do like the placements of everything so i think the placement and i would like to experiment with this at one point I think the placement is a misconception that's been thrown around. I don't think the placement is exact. I don't want to get too specific, mm, but yeah. how each person has to have a certain thing at a certain spot, I don't think that's correct. I want to try it one day. Somebody said they did it, and they didn't have that placement, and I can't find anywhere that that placement is hinted. When you go to that place, and you stand on one of the eight spots, every once in a while you hear a little sound, and I thought, oh, maybe that's what indicates it. No, they all pull from the same group yeah. of sounds, so that's not it. There's nothing I can find that says that needs to be it, and I think that was that's a misconception. That's because we don't have the DFTL guides. Right. It's a it's a sea wives. I don't know what the sea version is of a wives' tale, an old sea dog's tale, 
that's uh, been going around, and I think it's just been perpetu- per- per- perpetuated. Yeah. yeah, perpetuated throughout the throughout the the, the community to kind of mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm kind of I'm interested to find out uh, like if if that's accurate or not, and, and I'd be willing to try. That's one of the things that I think. It's so funny. <laughs> Whenever I see you in the Discord, somebody brings something up, you're constantly asking for the reference for it because you you want to have the validation that it's it's accurate and sourced. And it's so funny because I see mm-hmm. that and I'm like, oh, someone's gonna get upset that he's he, that people don't be- that he doesn't believe people. And I'm like, no, I, I I just see that Caleb just wants to see where that's actually actually sourced to make sure it's accurate that that you know people aren't just spreading uh r- not rumors but um anecdotal evidence misconceptions yes yeah so i i appreciate that about that because there are definitely times where like people will say something about something and if i if i misspeak about say like merchants getting a compass for reputation rewards sure. if people don't call me out on it then people start wondering well how come i haven't gotten the, the compass from the merchant alliance it's like well <laughs> logan was just dumb and, and misspoke and misremembered like how things work <laughs> so I think I, I physically said, like, well, I listen to po- podcasts while I work. So while I'm, like, mopping a floor, I hear you say that. Oh, my favorite compass from the merchant. I think I physically out loud went, mm, is it though? Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. There's there's so many times where I'll hear people on podcasts and I'm sitting there, like, stapling documents together and whatnot. And, I'm, and I have to, like, reach over, grab a piece of paper and my pen, and I'm just like, email people about why this is wrong. And how I feel about it. <laughs> and then I put that piece of paper up there. And then at the end of the night, I take that piece of paper and I shred it. Because it doesn't matter. Dude, that's totally it. You've gotten it. Get it out of your system. Put it down, pen to paper, and then delete. Yep. It's like a, I heard somebody once say that he, he'll he'll write down a tweet and then not hit enter. He'll come back to it like an hour mm-hmm. later. And he's like, and 90% of the time, I just delete it. Right? <laughs> it just feels good to get it out of your yeah. system. Yeah. I'm, 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 I feel like it's a, a good practice. You know what else I've started doing? Weird tangent. I'm going to throw this out there. I've started mm-hmm. taking off the, uh, auto replace on my texting for my phone. Cause I use iPhone and I know it's a, it's an abomination to most people. And I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm not exactly happy with how things are going. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it was constantly causing issues with my tweets. Like I would tweet something out and the word would be wrong. And I'd be like, this is dumb. How come I, I, it's replacing a word with another word when I clearly used a proper word. Like why would it change the word van to can when I'm clearly typing in the word? Oh my goodness. That's the van. And, uh, it thinks it knows. So I turn that off and I don't have the, the punctuation anymore, but I, I promise you my tweets have been more, uh, more concise and have definitely been a lot more thought out. Like whenever I use it, like I'm, I'm clearly thinking about what I'm typing. So I'm, I'm right with people that, that, you know, if, if you want to type something out to someone I tell you what, there's nothing better that makes you, that makes you feel more, uh, cautious about clicking enter than if you take off the auto auto punctuation and um, auto replace for for text, world of difference. Now you have to go back and like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make sure this is right. Yep, you got to add all the punctuation in and be like, oh yeah, I I, I don't want it looking that dumb. Makes a huge difference. Um, but that's not Sea of Thieves, Caleb. We got to get back to Sea of Thieves. We should. Can we talk about season two? I'd like to talk about yeah. season two. Let's talk about season, season two. two. What do you got? Uh, well, one thing. <clears throat> first off, with the puberty, there first real off, quick. First, renown level. You see, the th- 
the thing is, uh, uh, it's it's one of those things. <laughs> I'm just gonna write down every every one of your your voice ticks and make fun of That's them. That's fine. See, nobody's listened to me enough to know what mine are. Don't they though? I don't know. Do they? But you're gonna say first off. Uh, is like, what is your renown level at? How dare you? I'm level 100. I know. Of course I am. I got level 100. Uh, a day away from saying I got it in the first. I was week. there. We had a good time. Oh yeah, I forgot you were there. <laughs> we even talked about this like after the podcast too. You're like, wasn't there a, a Fort of Fortune that spawned after we were logging what off? What did I say about my memory? I don't remember. I should, probably should write that down. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've got level 100. Uh, I also got level 100 in the Insiders before it launched. Uh, and I, I noticed something interesting is that trial completion was real low for people who got to level 100 i'm at 22 out of 66 and i've completed some since getting level 100 mm-hmm. so i find it interesting like the way trials are that they're they're not the way i first conceived of them as you know these tasks that you want to go to because you're going to get a significant yeah. boost the boost isn't that significant and it's more it's more of don't necessarily go out of your way but as you do things you're going to get just a little boost of renown for completing this thing there's some you can go out of your way like you wouldn't have cooked 10 Krakens, but now that you see one out of 10 pop up, maybe you'll cook nine more. Yeah. And I, I, I redid the maiden voyage because there was a bunch connected to that. But mostly I got them just as I was doing things, which is an interesting. I don't think it's the way I would design it. I would design it more as, you know, give me specific tasks and give it a bigger boost for doing it. But it, it's it's good to know what the implementation is. like. They're, right they're now. more guidelines than actual rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite pirate in uh pirates of the caribbean Gibbs. his dad oh oh no no yeah. his dad who the keeper of the code yeah that is a isn't that, isn't that keith richards is that actually keith richards it, i don't know who that is I'm gonna, i gotta look uh, that up now. let's see i will look it up you keep going okay he said keith richards because before the podcast we talked about uh voice actors we liked and i mentioned keith richards and he's like who was he and i said he was the arbiter and he's like mm, was he though as the late great Jeff and Control Robinson might say. And I was like, oh, I think I mean Keith David. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, he is some singer, but I don't think it's Keith no, Richards. No, I'm struggling to remember who it actually is. So. Captain T. No, it is Keith name. Richards. You're no, joking. I'm serious. Captain Teague, I don't believe you. Teague. It is Keith Richards, because that's what Richards. I remember. It was like, uh, that's why when you brought up. You're joking. <laughs> the odds that's why that's why when you said it i was like oh yeah i could see that he is kind of you know he's a musician but i could see like some voice acting that he probably did that i just don't know about i just remember him from being captain teague and and that's when (laughs) that's when you brought up keith david i was like oh yeah i love keith david but yeah keith richards because that's who jack sparrow modeled most of his uh kind of swagger off of uh with with sparrow and that's so they reached out to to Richards and they're like, hey, you know, would you would you be willing to play Jack Sparrow's father in this movie? Because it was one of those things. It was like, you know, if you're if, who better to have is Jack Sparrow's father than the person that he modeled most of his like weirdness on is who is Keith Davids or Keith Richards. Wow. I can't, I can't mess that up. He uh, he's probably my next to Barbosa, my favorite dressed pirate. In the oh, movie. yeah. Yeah, God, those movies are crazy. Which, by the way, if, if for those that don't know, uh, the Gold Hoarders in the Discord channel, 
they we actually last a uh, couple weekends ago we watched um, Pirates of the Caribbean one in the Discord and just kind of had like a discussion over it while we were kind of popcorn and movies kind of thing. Uh, MST three K. I'm thinking about doing the next one on the fifteenth of May, which is in a couple weeks from now as a as of recording. And I'm thinking about opening up the dead man's chest to the entire discord and just whoever happens to be available. We all just hang, hang out in a, uh, in a uh, voice chat and I'll stream it from my computer and, uh, we'll, we'll all just kind of watch it in chat and have a good time. So that's kind of, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I want to do. Um, we were talking about black sales, but that's a M rated show. So I don't know that I'll be able to do that with everyone. Uh, that may just have to be a gold hoarders thing because of the, the requirements for paying for something in Patreon. You have to be above a certain age and I want to make sure that, uh, kids don't jump in, start watching black sales for obvious sure, reasons. Sure, sure. Um, or maybe that's just not your thing, but the pirates movies are safe. So I've been thinking about doing the, uh, the pirate movies for everyone that's in the discord, but that's a whole nother thing. Getting back to what we were talking about with renown and mm-hmm. the seasons and the trials. Yes. Uh, something I wanted to, to bring up before we got too far in the discussion was in, um, rare talked about and, and said publicly that, you know, it'll take a few seasons to see changes mm. that they make, significant changes based on feedback and based on their experiences with the way they've implemented seasons. So I cut them a little slack for season two. If there's things that I'm like, I didn't like this in season one. Why is it totally. back? Well, it's because they need a little time. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate yeah. that. Same. I, I, I think it was fair to to assume that whatever was coming in season two wouldn't be too different from season one just based on the development cycles. And, and much like... You know, unless it's a, a huge issue, I, I can't see that them them changing anything would really uh, would really make too big of a difference. But I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they're at least taking in the feedback. You know, it's one thing Rare's always tried to do is take in feedback. You know, if, maybe if they could actually mm-hmm. uh, get into a couple other things that I know we want to talk about, that'd be great, too. Uh, hopefully. But yeah. Anyway, what I'll, I'll, what are some uh, some of the uh, the unlocks that you're excited about? or to unlock or to have unlocked? I honestly, the thing that I'm pushing for the most uh, was the Athena sword, which I got and I'm happy for. It looks cool, a little big, but I still like it. And the uh, the glowy uh, ghost liveries. Like the the Phoenix stuff is really cool. I absolutely really love just like the, the kind of fiery Phoenix. Um, but the mm-hmm. thing that I'm, I'm really curious about is just because if you've had if you have the ghost liveries already uh from athena's fortune reputation Mm -hmm. then you already know what i'm talking about these ones are just glowy versions of that and i just i I like that was the thing that i wanted when it was like a ghost ship you know when i wanted a ghost ship i wanted to be distressed i wanted to look beaten down uh, Mm -hmm. the black pearl essentially but i like the gold or i like the green kind of glowiness about athena's curse so i wanted that uh as the actual livery set and they're putting it in the season pass uh for everyone that hits level 100 so i'm just glad that we're we're finally getting that aspect of it brought to the the game because uh, that's that's really the main thing but that's that's kind of like the big deal for me the other thing i would say is uh the increase in in doubloons um they definitely upped the number of doubloons that are available uh in the plunder pass and in in the standard pass uh so getting back i think you mean ancient coins what did i say doubloons oh i did say doubloons blast it all yeah ancient coin the the increase to ancient coins 
is nice. I, I appreciate that because I spent a lot of money on the Emporium uh, when season two went live. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Warsmith costume and uh, ship liveries. That was a lot. Yeah, the ancient coins are the reason I bought this season's battle pass. And, and I'll get to that in a second if I could mention a thing you said earlier about the shack, shackled phantom hall. Yes being uh, so good with the Athena set. Yeah, right now, one of my favorite things to throw on is the Athena the Athena Cannon's capstan and wheel. Mm-hmm. Then throw on the Shackled Phantom Hull and the Ghost Captain sails. Mm. Uh, and you just fully decked out in ghost stuff. I think it looks so yeah. great. Beautiful set. Now, I, something interesting I thought was that you didn't mention the Lucky Hand clothing set. I am wearing it, though. Which is... Oh, you are? Yeah, which is funny. Because I actually been wearing a lot of that set, like the shirt and the boots okay. and the uh, and the the eye patch and stuff. I've actually been wearing a lot of it and trying to come up with a with a costume set that matches it. And it's it's been kind of tough, honestly. I need to double check, okay, to make sure I'm not wrong here. But I think with the shirt, there's a card in the front pocket, and that's the only place there's a card. They completely missed the opportunity to have an ace hanging out of the sleeve. Oh, uh, but maybe they did do that, and I just didn't. I I'm I'm gonna have to double check. There is a card in in the pocket that you are talking about. Um, I remember there being a card. I think it's on the hook. Honestly, if I yeah, there's a couple. On yeah, the hook. so I know that there's one on the hook. Um, the aces are actually as a uh, hairstyle. So if you wear the lucky hand styled uh, hair, uh, there's like a barrette that has uh, two aces, uh, the ace of spades and the ace of diamonds, I believe, in it. Um, so I think that's where they wanted to put the aces. But yeah, an ace up the sleeve seems like like the, the most straightforward thing mm-hmm. to do, right? Like it seems like... How could you miss that? Yeah. Layer? Well, Uninstall, there is... Literally unplayable. There is a... Um, I, can't, I can't tell what card it is, but the gloves have a, a card on the top of the glove uh Mm -hmm. so and there is at least like a there's there's a fair amount of cards on there i think they could have oh you're full you're full of cards definitely uh but the reason i wanted to bring up the lucky hand set was uh i've heard a lot of people talk about and it's a fair criticism was that you know you don't feel like a real strong theme for the 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 season and the same thing with last season uh there is a theme like all the clothing was in the first season was frostbite Mm -hmm. and and this one, it's all a lucky hand. And then there's the a tattoo, curse, sail, and titles that are all part of the thing. And this season, it's, um, I think, Up the Deep or something. Yeah, Ocean um, Deep. Right. And it feels like, oh, these are two different things. Why isn't there just like one season theme? It seems kind of disparate. And while I understand that, and I sort of feel that way in some ways as well, I think the reason, if you if you really just take any, any a second to sort of investigate, that they don't do that, is because if somebody is not interested in that theme, then they're not interested in the entire season. I do not care about the Lucky Hand set at all. I do like the Ocean Deep theme, however. Uh, so they do these things more like a shotgun approach where you shoot a, a, a bunch of different things and hope some hit. Yeah. And if you, instead of, you know, risking getting people to go, oh, I don't care about this at all because it's all stuff I don't like about because it's one theme I don't like about. So I, I understand that. Um, both perspectives and that, but I think that's why they do that. But like in the case of this plunder pass, I only really wanted the frozen ashes blunderbuss, the Athena's Mike Cutlass, the golden golden barnacle cannons, and the shackled phantom hull. 
those are pretty much the only thing, which meant there was like things where it's like the next 40 levels i don't care because i don't like the next thing until level 41 mm-hmm. it's a shame it's two seasons in a row where i really don't like the curse the tattoo set's pretty cool it's yeah. got the uh the 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 gills are like in a different position than they are in the uh Whaley barnacle Have one. you looked at the the makeup that, yeah, that's kind of nice the makeup is actually kind of cool because it it puts yeah the makeup scales nice under your eyes i kind of like that but really disappointed with the um with the the scars mm. which was which are pretty much it's like the the scales from the whaling barnacle tattoo but you know just like pink instead essentially i understand that they're carved in and whatever uh but man i'm so disappointed i hope the scars for next season look good. yeah yeah uh, the, the interesting thing that i like about the plunder pass though is i look at a lot of the stuff that's in there and a lot of that stuff is content that isn't elaborate to where you would assume that it should be in the emporium uh just due to the nature of their designing the emporium and and pushing people to uh microtransactions uh but it is definitely content that i would expect to come to the trade shops you know the actual merchants on the island Mm -hmm. and i imagine that you know because of the way that they've they've designed the seasons that this content will eventually make it to those shops that you can earn it now by playing the game and earning it through the season pass that it would fit alongside any of the other costume sets that are currently in those vendors and that that makes more sense to me so while the 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 content that's in the in the plunder pass or in the season pass uh isn't exactly something that is you know grandiose or or firing on all cylinders it definitely feels like at least at this point uh we are still getting a, a decent cadence of content in the form of cosmetics that offer something different uh for a variety of people like if you're good for the ocean deep set then you're probably pretty happy with the uh the sales and the the makeup or maybe the uh you know you're you're looking forward to the lucky handset because you've been wanting gambling in the game forever so it it, it depends it's going to vary obviously from person to person and what they want for example like I've, I've been enjoying the lucky handset and have been looking forward to picking up the rest of it even though it wasn't something that i i thought i was going to like i figured because i got it in the season pass that i might as well check it out and see like how i like it and one of the problems that i think i've had with the season pass is because i've been progressing so quickly through it i haven't been appreciating every new unlock and that has been an interesting uh kind of realization like going through it and looking and seeing like oh yeah we did get the frozen frozen ashes uh which a weird name really frozen ashes what what is that uh but the blunderbuss um the fact that that was even something that was in there i didn't even know i I didn't even realize that that was Mm -hmm. a thing same thing with the tattoos of the ocean deep i didn't even realize that those were uh actual rewards that i got until i started to dig into the actual season pass because it didn't it didn't pop up and say like oh hey you got this and if it did it was during something where i just didn't even pay attention to it so i've been i haven't been appreciating the content as much as i thought i should uh for the fact that i'm unlocking levels because it's not like a loot box where you click it and open it Mm -hmm. just shows up in your inventory already uh, as opposed to a loot box where it's like you you have to go and actually open those and there's a whole a whole psychology around you know the feeling that you get when you open one versus what you actually get kind of thing and other seasons and game seasons and other games make a little more of a production when you unlock something yeah. uh, after after you you know you get out of a Fortnite game 
there's a screen that you have to say accept item and it shows you all the items you unlock during that game in the master chief collection each thing you have to physically go and buy with the points you unlock so you're like each one you you had to click buy so you've seen each one but also in this thing a lot of the stuff i you don't get too excited about because like for the outfit i need a certain amount of those parts of that outfit before i start wearing them i don't want to wear just the hat with my other stuff i don't like that usually yeah uh, so it's like, oh, this is great, but until level 99, when I get the last piece, I'm making that up. I don't remember what level it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to start wearing them or care. Yeah. So that kind of, it kind of hurts them in that way. I think I can definitely see that. Yeah. I think, Having the full set. I thought it was interesting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. You keep going. I'm interrupting. No, I'm done. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how the Athena's Mike Cutlass was more dark adventurer analog analogic it was closer to the dark adventure set than it was a pirate legend set i thought that was interesting yeah it really is it really is interesting because it says uh becoming a pirate legend isn't easy and neither is wielding this heavy sword put your back into it and it's the athena mites uh athena's might cutlass and it's it, it kind of makes me think that if the the i, I kind of feel like the reason why is because they want people to see this and know that that is a reward for pirate legends and if they haven't so for example three percent of the population that plays sea of thieves or have played sea of thieves are pirate legends so very small group of people who aren't keeping up with the uh the the uh, content outside of the game where people are like keeping up with the, the twitter and youtube and watching all the videos and stuff and keeping up with the news they probably don't know about the dark adventure set because they aren't pirate legend they haven't seen it or they might have seen it and not sure where they got it with this being in the uh renowned plunder pass and them getting it they're gonna see this and think oh cool I want to know more about how to get this when I hit pirate legend. And then when they hit pirate legend, then they'll go down and see that there's an entire thing. So it's a, it's an incentive to get people to hit pirate legend. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my thoughts around it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love seeing a couple things in the season that are for pirate legends. Feels good for us. Pirate legends get a little reward for it. You know, how many times have you heard people chirping about, we need more content for pirate legends. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm saying that in a, 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 a voice to make fun of them, but it's exactly things I've said before. I'm making fun of myself as well. Uh, it's a valid, but it's also it's a valid concern. And like you said, it, it's people see it and they can reach for. Oh, maybe there's a reason for me to reach pirate legend because I want that curse or that hairstyle or that sword or or, or that hull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that actually made me think of a side note. I've heard before, and I may have even said it before. I'm not sure. But, you know, why would I, you, you look at Rare and you can justify why they haven't added content for Pirate Legends because why add something for only 3% of your player base? I want to say it's a, on its face, that can make sense. But when you start scrutinizing it, I think it falls apart because it is a motivation for players to engage with the rest of your game when you lock it behind. So, you, you know, hey, there's a new voyage that you can only get for as a Pirate Legend. And now players who aren't Pirate Legends that 97% now will go, oh, now I really want to become a pirate legend. I'm going to more engage with the rest of the content. So when you do make stuff for just pirate legends, you're not only making content for 3% of your players. It's a, it's a little bit of a misnomer. I, I, I agree to an extent because the way that pirate legend is locked behind the mysterious stranger, how do you surface how good 
those missions could be, because I'll be 100% honest, those missions do need the update. We talked about it in the community episode last week. Go back and listen to that sure. if you if you haven't gotten a chance, uh, listeners. Okay, so we had a, a weird situation that just happened. Um, but yeah, we're back. And so I wanted to get back to what we were talking about with uh, the Athena voyages. The problem that I have with uh, them putting more content behind Pirate Legend is that there's no good way to surface that kind of excitement mm-hmm. behind what they get sure. um, to to regular players. Like unless like when we, we talked about it last week, unless you have someone come up and drop an Athena voyage on your table, you have no clue what Athena voyage is or why there's even a reputation tab for it. So. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to the idea that I had last week where I was like, they need to have pirate legend voyages for each of the different merchants and trade companies so that you can visibly see like there are the regular voyages and then there is a pirate legend and it is locked and you have to you have to get the pirate legend um, to be able to unlock that voyage. And that would visibly push people to do uh, to hit pirate legend. I'm not I don't even know. I'm not going to get caught up in in it, whether or not I exactly think your solution is the best solution, but I'm totally agree Fair. with you that that the uh, there's a discoverability problem with it. Uh, and just going back to my own experiences, somebody opened up the um, hideout for me, and that's where I saw all these like ghost clothings, and I thought, holy crap, I am getting these certainly. Yeah, yeah, but I, but again, that comes back to the problem of. When you're sailing with people, are you sailing with someone that is a pirate legend? Because they have to be in your crew. Sure. You can't you can't go down there unless you have wrong. a pirate legend. What are you legend. talking about? What are you talking about? Long as somebody opens that, doesn't matter. They can be a part of an alliance. They can be part of an enemy crew. As long as somebody opens up those stairs, you can go down them. Uh, unless that is changed, that is that is not how you can access that. Maybe if you're in an alliance, but as far as the game has been when it first came out. You had to be. You had to have a pirate legend in your crew. Wait. So what? I disagree. I don't think that's correct. But I'm gonna assume it's your correct. I'm gonna ask about implementation. So I'm standing next to somebody who I'm not allied to, just another a crewmate from a different ship. He yeah. plays the song, and what the stairs open on his screen and don't open on my screen. You're saying? No, they open, but you can't go through the waterfall. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case. I don't think I've tested it that. I don't know. I've gone through it before. Hmm. I feel like I have to test this now. Logan. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm going to test this. Well, I'll find someone who's not in the crew and say, here, let's test something, please. Yeah. Because that's. Uh, I got to test this now. Yeah. Because that's that's part of the problem is, is that you have this really cool entrance. And if you're unless you're in the crew with the pirate legend, you can't go into the pirate legend tavern. And I don't know if that mm. works. I think that still applies even if you have alliances. Uh, I think they still have to be the pirate legend in your crew, even if you have an alliance up. I'm glad we can can't, we can have every a debate in every episode I'm on now. Now we can go back and forth <laughs> about whether or not this is correct. I'll test it, but uh, either way, yes, I see your point. You know, it's yeah. trying to get somebody so it, to show you it's down there is not great of a discoverability. And, 
I think yeah, Rare so would argue like, oh, that's the way we like it. We like we're creating. What they uh, they're they're in Britain. We're creating stories. We like it when people come in with the stories. And oh, a pirate legend came in and he showed me this this brand new area and it's a great new story. And you're gonna share that story. First off, no, I'm not. I do. Now you're in my territory, son. Sit down because I got something to say. I run two role-playing podcasts let me tell you the death of a role-playing podcast episode is when you start telling stories from your campaign or stories about your character nobody wants to hear that unless you're a phenomenal storyteller like day nine or something like that nobody wants to hear that whenever we do stuff like that on our show me and my co-host it's always very short snippets to illustrate a point like oh well one time i did this with my character and it's like three sentences Everyone hates it. I don't want to hear your stories. I know my rare is obsessed with you're going to share this story. Oh, how Have you really been thrilled by the tale when somebody tells you about how they like killed a galleon in one person? It's like, oh, that's that's oh, that's great. Okay, you were your sword and you're slashing. That's great. The stories are never great. Uh, the experience, I'm sure, was phenomenal. A lot of fun. But you have to be a great storyteller to share these stories. I don't know what the heck rare is talking about. Get out of here. Can I, can I tell you that some of the content that this podcast puts out uh, when I do tell the stories is, is some of the best received con- content that I've gotten. Like people, people Can I tell you in the podcast, love, I skipped those parts of those episodes. <laughs> That's fair. A lot of people love them. I, I get people telling me that they love the stories uh, and want more of the, the, uh, there's a whole reason why the pirates log or the, the first mate's log even exists is because I did the captain's log thing for so long. And, and people really liked it and they shared their stories. Listen, there and are some was... things that are good in certain <laughs> mediums. I've, I run an actual play and there's all sorts of scenes and things that I come up with in my mind and I go, you know, it's just not good. This would be great if it was a film, but it's not a film. So I'm not going to be able to implement it in my audio drama. Uh, it just on a, on a stream would be great. <laughs> Freaking told to me, get out of here. Can I tell you a quick story? I can't, I, I've been wanting to share this Logan, story. Logan, can I tell you something? I would love to hear mm-hmm. it. Okay. You remember when we were sailing on that galleon and that, that sloop was kind of messing around with us and they were yes. just kind of hovering around and we had to, we, 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 we were chasing them around the spire and you went on the spire and you used the actual obstacle course to get onto their ship, mm-hmm. anchor, kill them. And then we sunk them and, and they start, that's when they got real salty and started coming after us. Yes. I was on a sloop the other day and I found a, another sloop crew and I got them to alliance with me and I didn't have any voyages down. I just wanted to go sink skeleton ships and grab Reaper's chests and deliver them. That was the whole uh-huh. point of me sailing around and I was doing amazing. I took out a Kraken and a soul in a skeleton sloop at the same time, right next to a Reaper's chest and survived with hardly any supplies, but that's not the best story. The best story is literally this time when I was over by the spire and it made me think of our, of our, uh, voyage and i just finished killing off a skeleton sloop with hardly any supplies i didn't even stock up for this i was just grabbing whatever storage crate that they dropped and using it this galleon that had just finished a four to fortune i'm assuming in full athena uh ship liveries like old athena standard stuff comes towards me and i'm like trying to gather up this treasure from the skeleton sloop that i just sank and i saw them and then they started to beeline towards me and I, I left the treasure in the water and I started heading, heading into the wind thinking like, this is exactly what I need to do. But they, they had been so far in correcting that they, that I had a, a bit of a lead time. 
I took them around the uh, rock that's over by where the unmarked island is that um, you do the first hotel with and started heading with the wind, knowing that they were going to be able to catch up to me. And I led them right to Flameheart that was down by Snake Island. And Flameheart's uh, fleets were circling around the island. And I kid you not, this is what I did. I was so proud of myself. I sailed with the wind long enough to get them to catch up close enough to where they could almost get some some crew members on board. And I sailed right into that Flameheart fleet. And I cut in on the north side of Snake Island and sailed by two skeleton ship or two ghost ships, took the damage and started heading north towards the spire into the wind. They tried so hard. They fired probably at least a good 10 chain shots to try and knock down my mast. And they had to go around the south side of uh, Snake Island and they took the full barrage of all of those ghost ships as they Mm -hmm. went around this island. And by the time they got away from Snake Island, I was already at the spire heading towards Shipwreck Bay. They tried to kill me for two skulls and a sapphire mermaid gem. (laughs) It was amazing. I absolutely, I had such a good time juking them through Flameheart and they thought they had me with, uh, with me going with the wind and it was so great to just cut so quickly into that thing. But yeah, that was always great when you can beat the odds with a little extra PVE. Yeah. Cracking a spawn on them or, or whatever, something like that. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. My first time ever sailing in the sea of thieves, I loaded up the game I got into a ship, I raised anchor, I dropped the sail, I was crackened immediately. That is my first experience in Sea of Thieves. You see, that's a good story. That was like two sentences, you're done, you got it. And by the way, it's all true. Here's another story. The other day, being chased, we we, we sank a brig, could only do it because the crack had spawned in them, otherwise we just couldn't sink them. Got all their loot, they were coming at us, we ran away, they were going to catch us, so what we did is we just dropped loot one by one off of our ship into the water and they had to make the choice to pick up their loot or chase us they chased us by the time they got to us we turned in their flag we had nothing left and all their loot was in the water where they could never find it would eventually sink look at that just a little bit longer still short story sweet gone and even that you were a little like uh i know where this is going it should be over by now (laughs) i I do like how the the story you told uh involved me uh, somehow still had something to do with arena. I was doing an arena obstacle course. I would like that every story about me involves the arena. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good, uh, good voyage that we had. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a good fun time. Um, so we got on a whole weird tangent. We were yes. talking about seasons, seasons and we were talking about how the, the discoverability of pirate legend content locked behind the right. uh, mysterious stranger and the, all the, that to the, say, the, I do like that they have tavern. pirate legend stuff in the, in the seasons. I, yeah. And I think that they should have more and I think it should be hints at to what's to come when they hit pirate legend and then kind of buff out some of the, uh, the voyages and, and issues with uh, the current system. Cause I think it's overdue for an, uh, a, an overall, I think it's due for an overhaul. There we go. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get there. In the very least, the Athena's run of thieves Haven should be off of Lorena and down on the pirate Lord. Yes. Yeah. But I, at that point it's like, how do you get pirate legends to know that there's pirate or non pirate legends to know that there's pirate legend stuff down there? Yeah, that problem still exists, but get that off of Lorena. What are you doing? And Lorena's <laughs> stuff should be out of her black market, uh, defunct black market, and into the regular stores. Yeah. But we've been saying I mean, that that's, forever. 
yeah, I mean, that's a, at some point I'm, I'm hoping that they'll finally just move all that stuff to the, to the actual vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, I have a quick question, weird yes. tangent, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that people are listening are like, oh my God, the tangents, uh, this is our conversation. Is that the name of today's episode? See tangents. Oh my God, the tangents. Yeah, we could do that. See a tangents. That's a good name. Um, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts on the, uh, the, the mysterious stuff that's being built up on the outposts is. Because I've been asking everyone what yes. they think. We've talked about it before, but I don't recall if we talked about it on the show. No. I don't think we did. Uh, no. But you had you had an idea that it was it was um, you know like you know you said on the podcast, and I like that idea of like oh you can sell things that you normally couldn't sell, and you could buy things, and it ended up being you know supplies are now sold at the merchant. Uh, if uh, here's my guess, and I know. There's obviously some sort of like mermaid update coming. Duke's been shouting that at us for a while now. As long as like <laughs> there was an interview with Rare and the guy mentioned mermaid update and like both Joni and whoever else was on. And uh, he was like, hmm, interesting that you would bring up mermaids. I wonder why that was. Hmm, interesting. And I'm like, why are they being sassy about this? I thought they've been sort of like, you know, flagging this from 10 miles away, but whatever. Uh, so maybe it has something to do with the mermaid update. I showed you last time we sailed that one of the outposts, its map that you can acquire by doing like a key voyage or a national chess voyage. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. has like a little, almost like a little whirlpool sort of thing that was kind it's of a, close to where the building was being built. So maybe if there's like water access that, that has something to do with the mermaids, but my guess is it, it's, it's the, Oh boy, I, <laughs> I'm going to be laughed at, but like, Oh yeah, Caleb, you're number 9,000 to bring up this update. Maybe it's the long-awaited captaincy update. From there, you can name the ship. From there, you can switch your ship uh, size. From there, you can you know clear the damage on the side of your hull and other things that they would introduce with a captaincy update. Maybe that's the place you would interact with it for. I mean, I would I would love that if that's actually what that is. That has been something that has been uh, like asked for for three years plus at this point. So, I mean, yeah, if, if that's what they're going for, if that's what they're, they're shooting for, for this, I'm all for it. Cause it's, it's what people have been asking for. I would love for rare to be able to check that off the list of things that people have been asking for and get back to whatever it is they want to make. Cause people who want to name your ships, why just that little plate above your ship, who's going to look at that? Why? I can think of only one way it would matter is if with alliances, the name of the ship would appear above its image on the map for other, you know, other players, your alliance crew members, and maybe Reapers mm-hmm. when they can see your ship, the name of your ship would appear above it. Maybe that may be too much information. That's the only way I can think naming your ship would really matter. It's kind of like the a titles l- where no one's really going to notice it, my dude. A lot of people, though, uh, and, and myself included, have um, lore behind their ship. Like any ship that I sail, I generally sail certain things for it. Uh, but it is, it is called the sitting duck and the sitting duck is the game that I came up or the name that I came up with in the forums when they asked us what our ship name would be called if we could name it. And the sitting duck is the the ship that I've been sailing forever. And with, uh, other people, they, whenever they get sunk, they have to change their ship name uh, lore wise because it's, it's, they've been, you know, they've been sailing the, the holy bartender forever for Chenzo, uh, or they have like a set name and they keep that name until their ship is sunk. And it is a, a lore driven, uh, perspective. So to have that, that aspect represented in the game 
helps build out that fantasy, that that immersion factor for them, uh, especially since it's something that Rare has has talked about wanting in the game. So the the intent is there, and we've we've talked about intent versus uh, you know actually putting it in the game. So I think that that's something that that people are driving forward to. If if given the option, I probably would put my name on my ship because there is also a, a sense of having a set crew and having a name associated with that crew. Uh, in the same way that people that have the Sea of Champions sails are looked at differently than just someone who has uh, the normal ghost fleet sails. You know, someone that has Sea of Champions, they know that that crew probably has one really good PvPer in there and the rest of the crew could be completely new, but there's definitely one person on there that knows how to play the game to a a level that is scary Mm -hmm. and to probably fear that to fear that and having a name on a crew having a name on on there gives a sense of people building up that uh outside of the game so that you can say like hey you know we're the crew of the eerie or we're the crew of the holy bartender or we're the crew of the sitting duck and those names start to earn reputation outside of the game so that if you do happen to see it it turns into one of those things like oh my god i ran into captain falcor in the seas uh, it was so cool. Or, hey, I got to run into the longest Johns on the seas. You know, that happened to Mina Ferry and Shaggy Dog in them. Uh, they know who the longest Johns are because of their reputation outside of the game. And it just happened that they showed up there. But if they had the longest Johns ship, you would you would sail over there and be like, hey, can we get a shanty? Or but hey, how would can you we, know the name hi? without boarding it and looking at the nameplate? How would uh, well, if it's on the map, like say it's mm-hmm. say it represents it on the map. And you see yeah, that ship. It's about the only way I can and, think of it. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't see that. You know, maybe the name doesn't appear on the ship until you, that that ship is actually within visible range. Like maybe not render range, uh, but within like you can see it from from your ship. You can see that ship and then go on the map and Kinda see like that how names are above your your teammates, even if you're far away. The name would yeah. appear above the ship. Maybe I something kind of like gets that. It's a little weird, I think. Regardless, here's here's the thing. It wouldn't hurt I, would, I would rather I would I'd rather have it tested in the game uh, as opposed to dismissing it as something that not not that people wouldn't actually implement. Sure. Because at least it would give the option for people if they wanted that, and it's not going to be. What is the name of Merrick's ship? Uh, the the killer whale. The killer whale. One interesting thing there, and maybe one of the maybe the best use of a title, is that you can get the title Captain of the Killer Whale once you get all the killer whale parts. That's kind of cool. If you could get captain of the name of your ship, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would, you know, maybe in with a captaincy update, maybe they introduce captains to your crew and you can name a captain and you can have that Ooh. captain. It kind of goes back to the idea of like having the brig repurposed as a locker for your treasure and the captain has the key and if the captain dies then the keys dropped and then yeah. someone can go and unlock the the locker i know it's a not an idea a lot of people do but can well, you imagine if you had a really I, until good you PC said player? that just now i'm not sure i've heard you say that before where the captain when he dies drops the key that's actually that's now I'm, i went from kind of hating your idea to kind of liking the idea i actually kind of like how he drops it <laughs> Yeah, like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, you know how on we go on the uh, the the merchant voyages to go recover the lost ledger. Sure. Like the captain goes down with the ship, and the captain has the ledger. If if you are the captain of your crew and you're the best PvP, you get to be named captain, and you get to hold on to the key that you unlock. Maybe. And like every everyone on the crew has access, but uh, the only way that another crew can actually access it is if they 
kill the captain and unlock it. And then once they unlock it, I'll tell you this though: every good crew, every really good PvP crew, keeps the loot at the front of the ship on the top. They don't care. I know, and but that is that's another thing that that's a whole nother topic uh, of of like how do you incentivize people to store? Because we used to store it on the bottom of the ship. Sure. We used to stack it in the in the in the bowels you're, of the you're ship. You're not afraid of people anymore. It's yeah. like when I was doing my grind for the Arena 240. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, there, you get chill until you, until you come across somebody that's of, of your skill. You get just so confident. It's like, yeah, my thing is in the front of my ship. Okay, what are you going to drop it off the ship? We'll kill you and take it back if we have to. If you can get on our ship to do that, my dude. If you can stay on it long mm-hmm. enough to grab it, we'll be impressed that you even touched it. Uh, and then when you find across somebody, all of a sudden, you know, these guys are really good. Maybe you did keep that. You're keeping that thing in the captain's quarters. Actually, usually you keep a thing where you can see it. But anyway, your good stuff, you, you start hiding it. Like when we would come across, we would come across like an NAL team or another professional team in arena and then all mm-hmm. of us just like sweat mode activated and we would be like quivering a little bit and you know nal teams because like half a second of the match you're hearing all four cannons going off and them just on unlo- yeah. from nine miles away just uh, uh you know block the sun with cannonballs you're like oh it's nal guys time to get another thing and you're sweating you're shaking you run through adrenaline and i'll have you know uh 50-50 win rate against those guys, by the way. Dab, dab, dab. Cool. Dab on the gamers. Cool story, bro. Uh, but, you know, so when that happens, then your behavior changes a little bit. When okay, well, okay. Yep. Let's not all shoot off to board now. Maybe we need to keep some people on the ship. Okay, no, so this is a perfect example of why ship names would garner such a, a fear. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you knew that an NAL team had a set name for their ship because I totally it's everywhere agree. on social media. You, you've turned. That would be a great. <laughs> you've, you've, you've convinced me, except for I'm not sure how it gets implemented beyond I don't having either. to board the ship and see the name on the nameplate. And I don't think the brig and the sloop have a nameplate, especially not the brig. The So that was actually answered on uh, in, in one of the books, uh, one of the concept oh arts my for gosh. the game. It's I'm so sorry. I'm going to teach you how to read one day. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Your whole world is going to open up. Uh, <laughs> but in one of the, and it's a picture. I could show you the picture. You don't even have to learn how to read. This I am writing I my notes here in hieroglyphics. That's good. That's, you know, whatever stick figures make you feel better at night. <laughs> uh, no. The, so, yeah, it, it's it would be on the front of the ship towards the bow uh, along the uh, the top railing where um, like if you had the the bowsprit and uh, right behind it is the front of the actual livery set. It would be along along the, the top row of, of the actual uh, weird ship there. It, it it works. It looks good. I don't know where it'd be on a sloop, but I imagine it'd be sloop pretty, fits kind of because there's like an that. entrance to the map area, so above that, I guess, under the wheel. That'd be nice. It, it's not for us to decide or or come up with the the solution for it, but I, I think it's one of those things where there's there's definitely listen rare. Um, it's not for me to figure out how you implement dragons. It's for it's for me to tell you put dragons. Get in the out game. of here with your dragons. Get out of here with your dragons. I want to have dragons to shoot and up. see these. You know what I'm saying here? I need wyverns. I need all these things. Oh my god. Nope. Nope. Hard pass. Go play I want you to uh, go throw play away all the work on your mermaid update and dragons. Go play Immortals Phoenix Rising. You're you'll get your your wyverns. Airships. When are they coming into the game? airships <laughs> what what was that there was there was a game that was kind of like cv sea of thieves but only pvp with airships with airships i don't know yeah it was I all just airship player versus player 
Guns of Icarus, I think it was called. That's a good name. That's a good name for a game. Seasons, Logan. Seasons Seasons. too. Sea of Tangents. Sea of Tangents. Seasons. Another thing I like about Seasons is how the UI has a whole other row for Plunder Plus items instead of them being in just one row with the normal season stuff. I, mm-hmm. I really like that. It's a good way to delineate between, you know, what is in the plunder pass and what you get normally. And like you said, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful that they added ancient coins. So now you're getting double what you got last season. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And yep. you heard me say earlier that I would not have bought the plunder pass if that wasn't the case this season. And I want to tell you why. It is because there is a fundamental, in my opinion, a fundamental flaw in the plunder, plunder pass. And so my mm-hmm. constructive criticism is I think that the plunder pass would be greatly improved by replacing the items that are already available in the Emporium with something else. The way I think about mm-hmm. it is this. The items I'm interested in from that list, I've already bought. And the items I didn't buy, I didn't buy because I wasn't interested in them. So what's the pass offer? Stuff I already have or stuff I'm not interested in. In the case of the stuff I already have, it kind of sucks to see them in the past. And there's, and there's, there's, I want to be fair to say there's an argument for it to be made that people, for people, excuse me, words. There is an argument to be made that maybe some of the items you wanted, but didn't buy for any number of reasons, you know? So mm-hmm. that's fair, and that's the case in some cases. Uh, I don't think it's not the case for me and not the case for a lot of people. And even so, that would only be for some of those items. They would still have items for those people that would fit in the categories I talked about. So my suggestion is that the Plunder Pass would only have you know, the items that are coming in the future or, and I'm really proud about this suggestion, so I'm going to feel really bad if you don't like it, Logan. Okay. <laughs> Use previous Twitch drops. We've rarely seen Twitch drops come back. This would be a great place to bring them back. Obviously, have the period of time of exclusivity. You know, don't introduce what was just Twitch dropped a week ago. Yeah. A year ago, whatever you want to make that number be. But I would be so much happier to see the items in the plunder pass that are already in the Emporium. Again, not the stuff that comes out later. That stuff's all cool. But the items that are already important be replaced with Twitch drops. And if you don't like that idea, maybe you would like the idea of just filling out the plunder pass, uh, some of the blank spots with Twitch drops. For example, I missed a piece of the Ori set or two pieces of the Ori set and it kills me and I have no real chance to get it back again. It'd be so great to see it in the Plunder Pass. And now people who weren't there, they get a chance to get it. And me, who didn't complete the whole thing, I get a chance to get it. I'm forever going to hate that I don't have one of the instruments from the Gilded Phoenix set. And maybe it'll come back in a year or two years. It probably won't. Because the only thing I've seen come back in the Twitch drops, aside from the Obsidian six-pack, which is their go-to to give away in many different ways. Uh, is, Used to be, at least. Say it one more time. It used to be at least. Is it not really back when they, well, I mean, they don't do the weekly streams. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, is the, um, what is it called? Um, the halo theme, the Spartan set that came back and then only came back because they finished the set. 
So it was like, hey, you can get all of it now. Before you couldn't even get all of it because all of it wasn't designed. It was you know just the basics, the flag, yeah, uh, the sail hull figurehead. Aside from that, I can't think of a single thing that's come back on Twitch drops. It's kind of like they're gone for a while. Who knows if they'll ever come back? But if they're in the plunder pass, I think it solves that problem I was talking about. And I'd really, really like to see them do that. Yeah, the the trouble is, is um, I'm curious how they would work out uh, the stuff that's in the plunder pass being gone once the season's over. Because I I'm I'm fine with that, but we're running into the same issue where they they only released it once as Twitch drops. How do they get? How do they bring it back if right. they're not going to do it as well, Twitch Plunder drops? Pass stuff? Comes to the Emporium eventually, as we've seen with like the Dark Warsmith weapons. So that would eventually come to the Emporium, like we saw with the um, the the fighting uh, frogs. That was exclusive yeah. to the to the um, Battletoads game, and then eventually Battle came Tons. to the Emporium. Yeah. But that was tied behind engaging with the with a game pass uh, or or buying the game outright and playing through the first level. This was all stuff that was released for free through drops. Uh, so it's not something that was locked behind a a purchase. I don't originally. think that matters that much. It was in Twitch. You had, okay. you, had, you, had you had two opportunities to get it for free. It's like uh, you know when we earned. The um the we, the shark teeth to earn parts of the uh, shredded ghost hunter set when we earned parts of the blighted ship set you know it's a chance to get it for free if you missed it you still gotta buy it that's the way it works yeah yeah it's that that's that's true they did they did bring in that content that way I I'm totally fine with it um to be perfectly honest I don't have any problem with it I'm fine with them recycling cosmetics that haven't been re released if I have them because obviously I've paid for the first two season plunder passes so i'm okay with getting the content that i already have if i have it uh i i i'm fine if they decide that they want to bring back those old twitch drops the trouble that comes is if those twitch drops then move from the season pass into the emporium uh that reduces the amount of cosmetics that they can then recycle for future twitch drops if they ever want to bring them back because they're already available through the game. It is true. But in that case, but, maybe then they just wouldn't go to the Emporium. Yeah. So that, and that kind of goes back to the idea of like, okay, well, if, if they're limited because they were only available through Twitch drops, they're limited because they only came to the season pass. Mm -hmm. Do they then go back into the Twitch drop rotation? And if so, is that going to drop engagement for people that have already got them? And it's, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion that I would love to be a fly on the wall in a meeting when they're working out like how they decide what content comes to Twitch drops and what content comes to uh, the the season pass. Because even even with the um, uh, even with the the Twitch drops, we found out that they're bringing in more Twitch drops that I believe are it's starting on the seventh. And going to the 11th, and they're going to be bringing out the Gilded Phoenix jacket, the Gilded Phoenix sure. boots, the drum show-off emote, which I haven't seen, uh, the Phoenix belt, and then the Phoenix eye patch. So we already know that they're going to be continuing uh, more of the Gilded Phoenix set uh, next week. Yeah, next weekend um, for people to, to be able to get that content. And then after that, it's like, well, what, it, you know, are they, when will they run out of the F gilded Phoenix set? 
and then what comes after that are mm -hmm. we going to go back to uh, other drops are they going to bring in new content how are you going to be able to earn the gilded phoenix set if you weren't getting the twitch drops kind of thing and, right. and i'm kind of with you on that that i think that that kind of content would be good if they brought it to the plunder pass but i think i would rather have it in conjunction with the stuff that's already in the emporium as opposed to making it replace the content that's in the Emporium because there's still people that have gotten all these Twitch drops and it would really suck if, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the first two seasons they get Twitch drops for all this content and then, you know, seasons three and four, the plunder passes the same content. It's like, well, I already that's got fair. this stuff. That's fair. And I got and it I'm for really free. I'd be very happy if that was the case as well. It's just it filled out the plunder pass. Uh, and, yeah, and I, but I stand by. I think it's really poor form to have stuff that's already in the Emporium in the Plunder Pass for the reasons I stated earlier. Either I didn't buy it because I didn't like it, or I've already bought it because I liked it. Both cases yeah. feel bad. Yep. Uh, here, here's a little snafu. Barrel okay. emote, which is phenomenal, by the way. Lots of fun. Yeah. Barrel emote is in the regular seasons. How is that going to come? to us because all emotes are in the emporium and supposedly the seasonal stuff isn't supposed to be put in the emporium just the plunder pass stuff is supposed to be put in the emporium so where's that barrel emote gonna go they could just make it free in the emporium yeah i was thinking that might be the solution as well because they do they do generally have free emotes every every new mm. uh refresh so and Those don't they, stay you know, free though. The only free emote that stayed is the hide emote, which you know this is a hiding emote. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably work it out. I'm not yep. too, you too know worried what about it, but it is interesting with the barrel emote. They should make it hmm. a traversal emote where you can stay emoted and move. And what happens is you pick up the barrel and you have little quick little <laughs> footsteps as you as you go around. I, I would love that. You you know they can't work that out. It would also have to have like the dee, 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 like you're watching Bugs Bunny cartoon of his feet every time was dee, 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 dee. yeah it, it yeah I would love it if they worked out how the emotes could actually facilitate that. There's a barrel somewhere right here moving. Dee, 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 dee. It'd be great. It's a missed opportunity, but at the same time, the way that they have the emotes is totally totally different to like anything else that they have in the game. Nothing else in the game locks you in position outside of the uh, cursed cannonballs and that's like a timed effect uh so it would be really interesting to see how they work out how to bring how to bring emotes so that you can move around with the emotes because I'm, I'm with you i'm on, on that and and so it's not all negative i i do really like that the plunder pass offers you know previews of things that you that you can't get until next season i think that's really cool to you know got the warsmith weapons early this season does have a little something, another little snafu in there, which is another reason I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't for those extra coins that threw me over the edge. Was that uh, I'm kind of worried that I'm going to throw money away. The Black Phoenix stuff is really cool, but I'm worried mm -hmm. about spending the money now when I can buy all together in a bundle at a discount later when it comes to the Emporium. So, am I going to mm. be saving money, losing money? Is it going to flush out? I really don't know, and that kind of you know mystery put me off it. Yeah, I can see that because yeah, you you only get the sales and you only get the figurehead. You don't get the uh, hull. Which, mm -hmm. if they had put the hull in there, then you would be getting the basic right. set, right? And and that makes sense. So it is kind of a, a weird 
a weird mishap of like, why are you only getting, and, and maybe that's because they plan on putting, because right now, if you look at the, uh, at the plunder pass, uh, that we, that we're getting, you do get the cameo hull and you get the Viva Pinata cannons mm -hmm. and the cannons are part of the, the full collection. Whereas the hull for the elemental set it, for the cameo set is, is just one part of the standard bare bones collection. Uh, so it, it, maybe they plan on taking the Phoenix set and fleshing out the rest of it throughout the rest of the seasons. Oh. And if you want to buy the whole set, you can just buy the whole set if you haven't been collecting the plunder passes. I mean, it, it's more incentive. I sure hope not. I don't want them to take one set and spread over multiple seasons. Uh, like with the Frostbite set, it is killing me that they didn't finish it. And that, like, we see the lanterns on the loading screen, so we can only assume that in a later event, like we did for the Frostbite fishing rod, we're going to get the Frostbite lantern as a reward. Mm -hmm. It's killing me that they're piecemealing it. I want this whole set. The cans look great. I can't wait to see everything else. I love the clothing. And it'll really, 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 really irk me if, like, the next season or a future season's theme is like, well, now it's the Frostbite equipment or ship set or whatever. No, come on. Make each season a different thing and don't piecemeal out the rest of what was introduced in one season over the whole year and other seasons. Please don't. Please don't. Well, we're kind of seeing that with the the free tier of the season pass, though, is that they, they are taking the plunder or they're taking the regular renowned season pass and the lucky handset is spread out along the entire pass. Right. So if if you're taking plunder pass content, and you're spreading that out across the the seasons, like that that makes sense. We're getting the frozen ashes blunderbuss this season. Next season we'll get another part of the frozen ash. I am fine with you spreading it over one season. Spreading it over multiple is torture. Yeah, I I don't disagree. It's it's cheap. If season one is frostbite clothing and season three is frostbite equipment, come on. I I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just showing the logic behind why they're doing it. If if that's what they plan on doing, it makes sense to keep engagement if they want to do that. I don't agree with it, but that's you know what they do and what I disagree with don't always always line up. Yeah, you mentioned something. You mentioned the frostbite blunderbuss or frozen ashes. Uh, blunderbuss i should say excuse me uh that is one of those one-off and there's been a little change in the one-offs that you might have noticed in season one they were called seasoned it was the seasoned bone crusher wheel and the uh seasoned kraken lantern which i don't get into that the seasoned cracker lantern was green and then one of the updates they introduced a whole bunch of green kraken set which include a green mm -hmm. lantern. I don't understand. Whatever. You can explain that to me because no one can because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but regardless, uh, and, and and they mentioned that, the, you know, the, they wanted to have an opportunity to do one-offs without having to complete a whole set because that's something like, you know, 50 different cosmetic pieces that they have to get their company to create. So it's cool if you have an idea of, it'd just be cool if we had a bone crusher wheel where the wood was black, the wood was white and the bones were black instead. You know, oh, that's a cool idea, which by the way ended up being a phenomenal idea. A lot of people love that and I love it too. And then yeah. there was things like there was the Eastern Jade's uh, Eye of Reach, which didn't have seasons in it name because there's a whole Eastern Jade set. So it's like, okay, that's something that they're 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 you know beginning to finish off a set. Now, this season, they are not called seasoned. They're called um, 
let me find it in my notes. I wrote it down. Give me a second. They're not called seasoned. I can't remember what they're if if there's any kind of indication. There is. Okay. Uh, isn't called the seasoned item anymore. Not even in. Okay, so they don't even call them anything anymore. They're not called seasoned anymore. So, like the blunderbuss, it's just called the frozen ashes blunderbuss. Um, what are some of the other ones that are in this season? Uh, I'd have to look it up again. I'm sorry. There's the the plunder, or there's the um, they had the frozen frozen. It's funny because I I had this and I clicked out of it because I I didn't know that I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna need uh that stuff anymore. But let me see if I can um, dig it up. But I know what you're talking about. They're they're essentially they're they're the decorated hurdy gurdy. The Emerald Ocean yeah. Crawler Cutlass. Cutlass, yeah. Okay, so they're not called seasoned anymore, which is interesting. Um, that that to me just speaks that they are uh, they're planning on fleshing out these cosmetics with a full set, and they don't want to have to worry about seasoned in the future. So I don't know if we're going to get a whole decorated set or a whole Emerald Ocean Crawler set. Now we can't tell. Like before, when it had seasons in a name, we knew that it wasn't going to get more. And when it did have seasons in a name, like the Eye of Reach, we knew, okay, it was going to be part of a set. Now that we don't have that distinction, it's up in the air. We could get a whole Emerald Ocean Crawler set. We don't know. I will say, I hope to goodness gracious, we get the Frozen Ashes everything. Clothing, weapons, equipment. I think that looks phenomenal. I would love yeah. to get everything in that. I hope it's not a one-off. I mean, if it's one-off, I'm glad we got something out of it because it looks great. But I would love for that to be a whole set. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the, the for example, the decorated hurdy-gurdy. It has a little sun on the bridge and it has a little palm tree with some birds along the, uh, or on the bridge. And the, the, the top of it has like a little sun. It looks like it's very tropical and it's cute. I would love to see a full set built out around that. And... I think because they're calling it the decorated hurdy gurdy, I I would hope that there's a decorated uh, uh, concertina and a decorated banjo mm-hmm. and a decorated drum and a decorated you know they they kind of build out that that kind of uh, Caribbean uh, uh, look to all of those cosmetics and bring those in, but you know at this point it's too early to know like we have no way yeah. to know like how and and we've already been told things are going to change. Mm-hmm. uh in in season three and season four so at this point i'm i'm trying not to dwell too much on what their what their naming conventions are or their sets and i'm just kind of trying to take a look and seeing like where are they building up certain things and where are certain things going to be leading to because i'm hoping that for example the ocean deep theme that we're in right now gets built out with more mermaid stuff in the future mm-hmm. and gives us more reason. You to, think they would save ocean deep for their mermaid update? Yeah. It, whatever, whatever they come out, whenever they come out and explain like what the mermaid statues are and stuff. Uh, I would hope that, you know, they, they bring in diving bell and nine cats and have like a whole kind of uncovering of what's going on. Are those characters uh, from the books? Logan, you, you may remember them, from the game they were they mm-hmm. were in the game mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. in tall tale one sure. i believe oh wait they were uh, really <laughs> no i'm just messing oh, with okay because um, there's a book where you get the journal maybe he was in there you got me uh but no i mean I'm, I'm hoping that they probably got this kind of planned out 
Uh, so I, I would imagine that they would probably be working out how all of this is lined up and that the content that we're getting now is fun stuff that they, that they've worked on that they don't have a really good way to implement. Cause that's been one of the problems with the community is the community has always said, you know, give us content when the content's ready. We know that you're sitting on content. Well, now they're giving us content when content's ready, or at least they're, they're piecemealing out parts of it through the, the through the renown system. And now we're, we're talking the opposite. We're saying, no, just give us all of it in one season. Give us a, a, all it's of it. It's almost a, like the community is in one voice and we're individuals with different opinions. That's weird. I don't feel comfortable with this, how, <laughs> how this is going. I, I will say change. the Ocean Deep does make for some cool titles. Like when you get progressive titles, it's like I'm never going to use the, the old ones, like the stuff of, you know, when you progress through the company. Like you might meme it, but aside from that, you usually go with the last one. Each of these sound cool, from Sailor of the Ocean Deep to Rogue of the Ocean Deep to Master of the Ocean Deep. All of those I could see myself using. They're cool titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's cool that they're, that, you know, it's it's weird because I've kind of resolved to just not ever having a different title. So for me, titles have really lost their value <laughs> compared to, you know, back when, back when I was like uh, a merchant captain. And I was proud of that title because I worked so hard at getting chickens and, and snakes and junk uh, compared to now where it's like I'm the bearer of the Reaper's Mark. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, until until another title comes out in the game that better represents the fact that I have the Reaper's Mark tattooed on my arm. And it says, Captain Logan, the dude who tattooed the Reaper's Mark on his right arm. <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably going to stick with the bearer of the Reaper's Mark. <laughs> if if we ever get presets uh I would definitely like have titles with different outfits. Mm, yeah. But I have been cool. sporting my legendary sea dog for a while because I'm proud of it. Which kind of speaks to, you know, having more titles with the and that's the thing, too. That's uh, I love. That's what I love about the the different titles in this pass that you're talking about is, you know, while Bear of the Reaper's Mark is the thing that speaks to me for all I know, Legend of the Ocean Deep speaks to someone else mm-hmm. and i'm i'm glad that they are putting these different titles at the different levels for people who see it and they're like oh my god that that encapsulates who my pirate is and i absolutely love it i'm so glad that that's even an option because for a long time we were getting titles through commendations and they were kind of random based on the event and and you never really knew like what the progression was but now there is a a set actual progression for these these uh, themed titles. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been way too positive. I want to get mad about something. I okay. am very mad that they added the golden barnacle cannons because they're my new favorite cannon. And I worked so hard for my legendary cannons, which were my previous favorites, that they would add something else that would supplant them is infuriating. Well, I'm glad that you found something that you like. <laughs> I love them. I think they're so great. Oh, they look so good. I love them so much. If I put on my legend really set, nice. I'm putting those cannons on instead of my legendary cannons. They look so good. Yeah, yeah, they they did a good job with those. I, I would love to see like what a full black and gold set looks like uh, in the in that that style. It's really cool. All right, look, I got a big question for you. I think it's yeah. the question on everyone's mind. Oh really? This is you know we're part way through season two now. How do you feel? We're also three hours in into the podcast too. 
That's right. And I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> Guys, if this ends, it's because of Logan. All right. I'm on page two out of eight of my notes. I'm ready to keep oh going. All right, all right. All right. We'll, we'll shotgun. Uh, uh, <laughs> See you tangents. I'm, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm on. We're on the end of. We're almost on page three of my five and a half notes. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> seasonal update cadence. How do you feel about the updates we've received in seasons compared to when they were doing a monthly cadence? Uh, I sort of, and I haven't thought very hard about this, but just gut reaction. It kind of feels like we're not getting more content in the game each season than we did when we had monthly updates. It was actually, it's kind of almost more accurate to say they kind of did bi-monthly updates, but regardless. Um, So like, you know, Season one, we got the um, Lost Cargo Voyage. Season two, we got Commodities. Those kind of feel to me sort of the size of when we had monthly updates. What do you think? It's it's pretty clear to me that uh, a lot of the the content that we would be getting monthly is coming dished out in throughout the the three month season. Uh, I think the thing that I like more about the seasons is that it's a promised cadence and the the content that we're getting in there is working towards an end goal, which is the, the, the season pass. And the events that we get in there are no different than the monthly cadence content that we got. Because, mm, I mean, there true. was a time where we were getting merchant uh, quests or, or uh, was it merchant quests? It was the build rat stuff that was just like it was oh god it was the worst it was the slowest most boring stuff like going out and finding dark relics like really that's what we're gonna do for the next month and then the next month after that i was like all right cool you got dark relics go grab these crates uh and deliver them to wanda and it's like why so the fact that the seasons have kind of built up the 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 content isn't really like content drops it's more like events that happen throughout the uh, the the season and it just helps to contribute to give you a reason to do something different during the season i'm i'm a lot happier with because i don't have to do the events thinking that that is the next content update and i have to deal with the content update the the event is just like if you want to do something that isn't the normal thing then there's another that you know there's another carrot on the stick to chase after uh-huh. i think for me, part of it was either for setting expectations, I misunderstood them or they communicated them poorly. Um, because the way I understood it was each season would have like a big dump of content. Like, hey, because we can work on something for three months instead of one month, here's the big dump. And, you know, some people have said, and I think fairly, you know, you you made us you know, wait because, you know, season one, it's like, hey, guys believe in us season one we couldn't have the three months to work on it so you know you know give us a little break and then season two comes out and it's the same amount of content and i'm like well you had your three months so why did i give you that credit for but regardless that aside uh because i thought that i was gonna get a whole bunch of you know dump it once it kind of it it feel fell short to me but like what you're saying is we're getting events and they used to be a whole month's worth of content was an event we got i think three events last season if not three we got a good number of events plus we got uh two or three emporium updates and with the emporium updates also came in store recolor uh uh, cosmetics were delivered 
as well as in season one, we got the entire Dark Adventurer set. So it, it isn't the way I thought it was going to be, the big dump at once. It's a game change at once, you know, like the Voyage in season one or, or the season commodities in the Fort of Fortune. You know, here's the gameplay change. And then through while these three months go on, every month, more cosmetics, more Emporium, and more events. So now that I'm looking at it, my expectations now meeting reality, now I feel much better about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was the problem that I had with the original content cadence is that I never felt like they, it always felt like they were butting up to the last minute to release the next month content. Sure. Yeah. And, and it never felt like they had a buffer. Now it feels like there's a buffer because they've set up three months worth of events they have the season that people can work on and they've they've given themselves a, a quarter uh, cadence with the with the four teams that they have because they've taken the one team that was working on arena and brought that back to work on content and it feels more like the first year where they had one team build up the hungering deep and that was going to be the the shallowest of content drops because it was the one that was coming so quickly uh, after launch and then curse sales was due after that and that was going to be after three months of of that team working and the hungering deep team when they were done with hungering deep would then work on the fourth content update and they would have like a full nine months to work on that content update and that ended up being uh arena and shouted spoils and tall tales um and in each team had increased amount of time so the team that worked on season one now has until season four to finish whatever they're working on and the season two team is now working on the content for season five and i'm and i much prefer that content so while we're not getting the huge content drops that were like hunger hungering deep and curse sales and uh forsaken shores and shrouded spoils and tall tales we're getting seasons but the events that go on throughout those seasons are going to be better paced compared to having having everything dropped yeah all at once at the beginning of a big event and then everyone grinding through that and then being bored to tears for the next two months afterwards because they're completely done with that content and it's not the constantly running up to the to the to the deadline of the monthly cadence and being like you know we're not going to hit it we're going to have to push it to the second or third or the fourth week of the month to get this next update out because it's just not there's a big bug that came in and it's pushing out the content so i would i, I much prefer this system i think it gives people uh, a set start and a set end and it gives the time uh, the teams enough time to work on future content as other teams are prepping the the upcoming seasons and then they get to jump on uh, a longer dev time or dev cycle to, before they have to come out with mm -hmm. their their next season and i think that's a much better cadence it's a much better understanding of what you're getting and how how it's going to be delivered uh, throughout each season because you know whatever happens throughout this season it's only going to be happening during the season and whatever's uh, coming out in the future we won't know about until we get closer and closer to the end of this season so you know exactly when new content is coming outside of the events mm -hmm. yeah i think those are all great points i uh i'd say the only thing i'd like to add is i think it seems that this season is sort of setting up that there's not going to be three events this event is very long and I would, I would almost predict that this would be the the only event, if it wasn't for the case that we see that 
Frostbite Lantern on the loading screen, which makes me think we're definitely going to get another event. So this is this is where I I I originally thought that I definitely thought that that was going to be the case, and I think what's going to happen is we're going to get smaller events that will overlap with this Reapers event because as you as you brought up the next uh, week or the next section of this uh, Reaper versus the World event isn't going to open up until um, March 6th or no May 6th. I don't know why I said March. Um, May 6th is going to be the the next part of this update. And that's when we're going to be going out and working to do stuff for the order of souls uh, emissary. And at that point, it's kind of kind of nice to me because it's like, if something were to come out that were skeleton related for a separate event, that would that would track separately from the reapers versus the world then it would be a nice way to say like okay well here's an even here's an even bigger incentive for you to jump on the order of souls emissary to complete this while also getting credit for the overarching event and having these smaller chapters built out around the the event and that way you have a long-term goal with the reapers versus the world but you also have uh smaller events to kind of kind of change things up so it's not just about like okay well i have to go hunt down flags for the reapers or i have to go represent the order of souls and stuff well i'll say the ui does support multiple events at once yeah going to mul- the event, we have the, the the events page there's like three slots and i'm sure you could they could add pages yeah yeah it's the the functionality is built in it's just a matter of whether or not they decide to to tackle that and if they do, I'd be really happy to to see that happen because uh, it, it, right now the event is nice, but I completed everything for the gold hoarders and I'm kind of done except for the, uh, what is it, the, the one skeleton fort that I have to unlock. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I have to do. Uh, but I, I have till the end of June to get, to get that done. The end, so I'm not your too reflex. concerned. Yeah, and the and the Reapers flags, but that's something that I think will will come naturally because I most people generally fly as Reapers. So I think it's I, cool assuming... that the event for this has the uh, sort of thing where the reward for the Reapers is going to be whatever the most amount of flags was turned in globally. That's kind of cool. Like what the whole community did is what the re- what yeah the reward for us. It's unique. Like you, I didn't I didn't think that they would do something like that, and I kind of like that. I kind of like the idea. It's like hey, you know, as uh, if we're keeping track of this junk for ledgers, um, then why not take advantage of that knowledge and be able to say like, hey, you know, the more people do, the more people that contribute to this, the better the rewards are going to be for everyone because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it works out. But yeah, I, I actually really like that. I uh, I love events. Events for me, they are the driving force of uh, of activity for me uh, even more than the seasons this is keeping the game alive for me and even more than the new content they add with the start of a season for me it's what's the event that i gotta do this it's a shame that we're talking about during this event when it's very long uh like you said it's like oh i've got three weeks to do the gold orders before the next one unlocks so it kind of hurts a little bit but before this had happened it was like, okay, well, th- I got a week or two weeks and I've got to do this thing and, and it, I'm, I'm going to log into the game because I want to do this thing. And and it really kept me playing the game. I loved it past level 100, past all the other things. It was this. I really, yeah. really love events. I was surprised to hear them say that they've got a lot of complaints about the way events have been working. 
because I didn't feel that way. And I hadn't heard people who, who, who communicated that to me at all. So I was very shocked to hear that. And they said they're going to make changes. I'm a little scared what those changes are going to be. Um, but I really, 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 really like events. I, I like that they're a driving force for activity for everyone on the seas. Oh, when this event first dropped, I went to the emissary tables and there was five people uh, 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 on the um, gold order emissaries. And I'm like, yep, everyone's doing gold right now. And it's not where, you know, well, that's just everyone's going to do, period, ever. You know, it, it weans off and eventually it spreads back out to the normal activity of the seas. But it gives you a little burst where, you know, a driving force where people are doing this activity and it's fun to be a part of that group and then to either help hurt, uh, just, just, just different fun ways to interact when everyone's doing certain activities. I really like that. And it also gives a great sense of community. I yeah, love, yeah, I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the biggest criticism is, uh, it came down to the, to the, the, um, the loud minority who were saying that the, that the events were too shallow and that there wasn't enough to them. Uh, compared to what what they were expecting for whatever reason, I'm but happy for iteration. I, and maybe it gets a little more fleshed out. That's fine. Uh, but I, I really do like them as they are now, as well. Yeah, it, 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 right now it's really kind of cool because uh, today is the the first of May. Uh, you know, this is the May. Um, I really appreciate the fact that the uh, ledgers have reset with new cosmetic rewards. So the fact that they have a Reapers versus the World, where they are they are purposefully driving people to try out the different emissary flags oh, to get point. different cosmetics, it is also incentivized by there being new rewards through the ledgers, mm. and there's even more reason to try out the different uh, the different emissaries and to continue that 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 pressure to actually have people it's like hey you know if you want to work on gold hoarders or order of souls say like order of souls is starting in on the sixth if you want to get the ledger rewards for the order of souls and work on the the event that is a great way to grind out the 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 top 25 percent for the ledger that you need while also completing the uh the event for this month to to work on the ledger rewards mm -hmm. it's it's a really good pairing and i i don't think people appreciate just how good this event is in conjunction with the new rewards because a lot of people will try to get all the rewards for the first month but you don't necessarily have to you can get just one this month and have it tied to the order of souls and then next month in june when merchant unlocks focus on getting the rewards for the merchant alliance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and doing the event for the merchants and having that tied together you know my only caveat is, is that i wish that this month uh had had the the rewards reset for uh the gold hoarders so that way you know during this event when i'm working on gold hoarders mm -hmm. i could have earned the 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 ledger rewards for the new gold hoarder um emissaries but so it's a minor issue so well put i'm glad you you shared that because I didn't think about that either. That's really great the way they sort of um, complement each other. And yeah, it's great to see that there's these new emissaries. Like you said, you wish the reward happened now. They didn't communicate very clearly. I mean, not clearly. I'm not like kind of worried about this one. Maybe I missed something. No, they definitely didn't communicate. I reread the patch notes and even insinuated that with this turnover, you're going to get new items. No, 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 no. It, the, the, the emissary season, as it were, the emissary period, ledger period, ended a couple days ago. And now you're on to the new period. And it seems to be that emissary periods now, the ledger periods now, will always be a season long. And at the end of the season, you get to earn the new the new set. 
it's it's nice that it's uh, progressive, so you don't miss out. You earn whatever one you're set, you're set next to earn, which is very very nice. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Before when I was making notes before this had happened, before season two had come out, uh, I had written something like uh, when you one of the things that kind of hinders Sea of Thieves is that they have a lot of old content delivery and they don't remove it. It's one of its strengths as well that there's all this content that builds up, but it's also like, Oh, well we delivered things through the black market and then we delivered things through, you know, the seasonal, not seasonal, these uh, limited time cosmetics. And then we delivered things through this way and then this way and then this way. And they all kind of stack on each other and you're not going to do nine different ways. And so they got rid of some and they added others. And this was one that was kind of left behind that we all saw the potential to easily continue, like just keep adding more emissary rewards, keep the ledger positions, keep refreshing. And it's a great way to drive me to do what I enjoy. However, I enjoy progressing each company. For example, like when I used to hate doing merchants, now I'm going to, I enjoy doing the lost shipments and that's probably how I'll, you know, progress it. And, uh, and now that there's this, they really turn this around with now, hey, here's the new rewards and that they make it last a season long. It's the perfect solution. So glad that they did this. And I'm happy to, to, to reach, you know, the top rank and get to see what all these new rewards are. Uh, that's, uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about insider stuff. Have you, have you looked at the new rewards? Oh, yeah. Yes. I've gotten can I, up close and personal with these rewards. Can I, can I ask your opinion about the Athena rewards then? Yes. So it is. For those who don't know, uh, the Merchant, the Order Souls, the Gold Hoarder, and the Reaper are all uh, ship sets. So like in the past, we got sales, uh, also titles. Everyone get titles uh, for the second tier. Uh, But for third and fourth, it's ship sets. In the past, we got sales. And uh, now it is, you know, filling out the rest of that. It's a hull and a figurehead. And the rest we can... I'm going to safely assume anyway. We'll see. It's going to be more of filling out the ship parts. And uh, and like the Reaper, it's great because you had the glowing sails and now it looks like it's a glowing hull and we're going to get more of that. That's perfect. That's great. Uh, with the Athena though, they did a little different. The Athena, it is a recolor of the Athena set. Uh, it's a recolor we've seen before. I don't know if we've seen the models, but we've seen it in concept art, uh, which is gold and silver maybe. Gold and something. Uh, I, I lean more towards white, but maybe you're, I think you're right. Argument. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gold and white. Uh, oh, is it white or silver? Leave it down the cup. Co- no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they also got rid of the glowing parts. So it is completely mm-hmm. corporal to use a word, a reoccurring phrase. And I think that's great. It's a unique twist. It allows a recolor to be distinct from its original. And also the weapons were the last things you unlocked for Athena getting to 20. The last four levels were weapons. And so it's nice that you can't just get the equivalent of the weapon by just placing top in the ledger twice. Uh, I'm sure some people will be upset about that. I wouldn't have been so upset about it, but I can understand it from their perspective. But yeah, it's nice just to have a different thing and, and to have the cool gold look. I, I really, really enjoy it, and I can't wait to see the rest of the outfit and stuff, the weapons, the equipment, the outfit, all without the glowy bits and all gold and white. It's going to look great. It's a real juxtaposition to the Dark Adventurer set, in my opinion. Oh, yes, you're right. 
which I think is really interesting that they're that they're delivering content in very different ways. That's the one thing that I've really loved about how Rare approaches things and a detriment to my own desires. I, I don't want to have to do Arena that much to get those uh, Pirate Legend weapons, but I appreciate the drive that they're pushing people to go there to get those. In this instance, it is clear that the Dark Adventure set is the, uh, the, the oh wow, why, the Gold Sink for uh pirates who've been on the season they want that set they mm-hmm. want that dark uh, aesthetic they have to drop all the gold to do that in this instance if you want the uh the new athena set the white and gold cosmetics you have to uh play through the ledger system to get those it is a completely different approach you have to just play the game and play through uh, athena emissary to get those rewards as opposed to just dropping a huge amount of gold in there and if I can be a little meta about this, I think it's interesting that the reward for getting the golden white set is to have adventures to play through the emissary to to enjoy it. Whereas if you want the dark uh, 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 adventurer set, it's just gold. It's just cold hard <laughs> metal that you have to drop. One is prestige. To, one to is it. gathering up greed. Oh no, I'm turning into the gold hoarder. It's not about the gold. It's about the glory. And there's the two. Di- like, am I am I getting a little too meta about that, or am I am I onto something? Because that's what it, that's what I'm I'm getting from I think that. It's and beautiful the way you've put it. <laughs> I think it's really hilarious that that's if that's the case. Kudos to Rare for going three level layers deep into how you're play. giving content. Yeah, yeah. The five, the 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 four. Uh, what is it? Oh God, what is the four D chess? For Star Trek. Of which I once uh, called, oh man, he's doing a 3D chess play. And somebody said to me, Caleb, that's just regular chess. That's just <laughs> regular right. chess. Oh no, I made a mistake. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. But yeah, I if the, if they're playing 4D chess here and they are they are releasing the rewards of the white and gold Athena cosmetics through the ledger system, which is forcing you to play the game and have adventures versus the dark adventure set where it is just telling you drop the gold because that's all you have, that's all you care about, and you get the really dark, cool cosmetics. That is a power play that I was not anticipating from mm. Rare, and I absolutely love it. Athena, and I've said before, the way I leveled up was doing ash and athenas and doing forts back during uh shroud of spoils and uh and, and but now a days and i think it was the change when they added mermaid gems uh i find them to be a little more boring i find it annoying to dig up gems i'd much rather dig up the company's treasure and now with emissaries if i get a treasure that i can't turn into my emissary i i almost don't care about it at all it's like, why turn in anything unless I'm grade five emissary on the thing? And I understand that that doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's just the way it kind of feels to me. So when I get gems that I can't turn to Athena, just doing an Ash and Athena or even a regular Athena, it's like, okay, well, half the majority of the treasure, I can't turn to Athena. And a bunch mm-hmm. of the treasure isn't even like specific for accommodations and stuff for those companies. It's just gems. Right. It, right. it really turns me off Athena's. And I, the Athena's run of Thieves Haven was refreshing and a change, but I've done it so many times to not only get on the top of the ledger for the getting top five times for the achievements, uh, but also to get all the, the pieces to be able to buy the uh, Athena weapons, the Athena ship set, which I did most of yeah. before we got the the Athena emissary, which, you know, 
with the grade five made it easier to do, but I did it almost all through Thieves Haven run. Um, it, yeah. It, it, it just, I'm kind of done with every Athena thing is really boring for me, but it's refreshing now that I can get almost a grade five with the Fort of Fortune. The Fort yes. of Fortune reward, there's a lot of Athena's thing. When I did a Fort of Fortune, uh, I did it as an Athena and I got almost a grade five. We went and did like a riddle or something to finish up to grade five. So now there's a new, fun, refreshing way to top that Athena leaderboard. That that's kind of fun. But this is this is a tangent on a tangent on a tangent on a tangent. We need to peel back these onion layers to go back each one. We're talking about emissaries. One thing I want to mention before we get off them is that they've added emissary tutorials, which are kind of nice. It's just like four pages. It's not like a video. It's like four. It would be nice if it was a video. Uh, but it's just like four pages that kind of with a little bit of text and pictures to explain how they work. For some reason, there's not an Athena tutorial. That's got to be a bug, right? I don't know. Or they just missed an oversight. Hmm. But there's not an I Athena tutorial an for oversight. some reason. Um, they changed emissary. Uh, I'll quote the patch notes because they can phrase it better than I can. The purchasable emissary flag required to represent a trading company has been renamed to an emissary license to reinforce its single purchase requirement. Let's avoid that license is spelled the British way, which is awful and terrible in every way that you can imagine. Uh, that's nice. Agreed. That makes sense. It's a nice little change to make it clear. But why did they, they change the UI for viewing the rewards, which would make sense because, hey, you get to see the ones you unlocked previously, the ones you can unlock now, and the ones you can unlock next, except the ones you can unlock next are nothing. They haven't put them in the game yet. So why change the UI to show me what I can get next when the next things aren't there and it's just a blank image saying, oh, we'll come eventually. Rare, what are you doing? I think I think it's just that, but I, I see where you're coming from. I, I definitely think that that is something that will eventually get uh, worked out. Um, I, I just hadn't really considered I, it. It I noticed, I know what you're talking about. For whatever reason, it just didn't bug me, though. That's fine. I mean, they're little things. These are nitpicks. These are the definition of nitpicks. But let's go back on that. We got into emissaries from events. The last thing I wanted to say about events was I, I like the way they're structured and with the rewards. At the benefit of doing them are free items that you will otherwise have to earn with accommodation and currency. It gives you a reason to do the event now, but doesn't lock you out of those items if you don't complete the event because you weren't around when the event occurred or whatever of the myriad reasons that someone didn't or couldn't do an event. But for those of you who put value in exclusive representations of your participation in an event at a certain times, there is always a title that is exclusive for those who do the event, and that title's requirement is always the hardest one to satisfy. For example, right now, the Reapers, you get 10 for the item. If you turn in 20 flags, then you get the title, and that title won't be coming back. That's literally the perfect way to do it, satisfying both sides of, of the divide. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. I I definitely see where the uh where the title is is the is the, the the carrot on the stick. I wonder how important to a general populace the title really is. I think the one title that really trumps uh all titles is the Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost. This is true. Because I, I I think that is the one. So I, I'm curious. You know, would someone who has the the Hunter of the Shrouded Ghost be swayed by uh, events like this that have the title as the the I did this mm-hmm. in the game kind of thing? Um, I think for every example, representation of, you know, that you were there doesn't have to be better than the last. 
you know, I think uh, obviously that title is going to the Shroud of Ghost, or if you could ever, I don't know if I would love to know if somebody has the legendary Hunter of the Shroud of Ghost, uh, is going to trump a lot of things. But for people who put value, like they don't like that other people got Merrick's drum because Merrick's drum to them, even if they didn't often have it equipped, when they did have it equipped, it was because they wanted to show off that they were there. So now if you do have the desire to show off that you were there at a certain time, then you can put on that title and you can show it off when you have that desire. It doesn't necessarily need to be better than all the other previous ones. A lot of the time it'll be, you know, tied to that event. Maybe this event, you have a lot of memories of when you hunted down those 20 flags and the last event when you fished, you didn't have those memories. So you're going to wear the one from this one and not from the fish one. Uh, People who, who often talk about the exclusive items talk about, uh, how they got it and that was what made them proud of it and why they would have that item not necessarily because of its appearance yeah yeah and i think uh titles is one of the few things that you can quickly change to show off your your you know you being at an event without having to dig through a huge uh a whole bunch of cosmetics to try and like decide one what you know matches this eye patch i got now yeah everything matches the title (laughs) i will say that um I really wish that there was a, a a way to dig down into uh different events. Like um I, I saw the recommendation uh on Twitter and forgive me whoever put out the the tweet to to say like if there is a cosmetic that's locked behind commendations, give me an option to to click on that uh cosmetic and take me to the commendation that is required to complete so that I can earn that cosmetic. Um I'll I'll go one further on that idea and say I wish that there was a way to go into the event that I completed and see all of the cosmetics that I got from it uh, or, or have like a way in the UI to sort by uh, events so that if I did earn something like uh, the Bone Crusher set that I could dig through the event and equip all of the cosmetics associated with that to show off like, hey, I was here during this. These are the cosmetics that I got. And uh, I, I can click on them and equip them straight from that event. Hmm. It would be a really, really good way for me What's to feel that? Their like their UI isn't great, huh? The UI is is uh, that is a whole whole another bag of uh, uh, worms to dig through. <laughs> but I'm just like the we'll have event to say AI that. is. Oh, dab, 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 dab. <laughs> I, I you know my feelings on the event UI. I, I think all it UI is, it is really almost really all of it. cluttered, very very cluttered. Uh, uh, even like the emote wheels, mm-hmm. uh, super cluttered. But anyway, but the events was a tangent off of the seasons. One last thing I wanted to say about seasons. This really is a sea of tangents. Was uh, it really is is uh, it looks like stuff that was in one season won't be coming back in the the next season, with the exception of the um, stuff that was in the plunder pass. You know, we got all that stuff here in the next season, but all the non plunder pass stuff, you know, none of the frostbite stuff, none of the season weapons, none of none of that came back this season. And now it, it kind of throws in the air. What exactly is coming back in the past? We've deduced which items it would be and wouldn't be coming back. I'm not so sure anymore. I'm really everything seems on the table aside from the titles, which, again, maybe they are on the table, but I see it seems unlikely to me that the titles Anything had Shroud Breaker mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be coming back. But even like the season stuff, the wheel, the Bone Crusher wheel and stuff like that, I feel like maybe we'll be seeing that. Maybe we won't. It's really, really unclear. And like I said, even the one thing that I think maybe is the clearest, the Shroud Breaker stuff, even that I'm not confident of. 
it, we won't know until next season or maybe the, even a future season after that what exactly will be coming back from the seasons. How many se- or, or how long it should be either. How many seasons do you think it'll take before we get to see those cosmetics? I'm thinking that those will probably start coming in uh, like season three, season four. You think there's going to uh, be I, I, I a imagine. Season, uh, an entire season of exclusivity? I think so. Because they, they, they obviously want to bring that stuff into the game. Uh, I, I think that they want to respect the people that have that have earned it the way that when it was fresh and want to live with it for a little bit. But I'm willing to bet that the content that they're going to be bringing into the game through future seasons is going to push people to want to jump on those cosmetics and anything that they were using from prior seasons uh, may be put to the wayside or at least felt like they're kind of old hat. Uh, and then bring them into the season afterwards so that it, it, people get their time with the cosmetics. Because if, if you really are about the exclusivity of the cosmetics, then you're going to stick to what you got and what really speaks to you regardless. But for the people that just want to get content uh, and, and earn that content and then represent that content, I think having like a, a season of exclusivity would be enough uh, before they can move on to the next thing. And that way it still kind of feels fresh. Yeah. Well, I think I think one season in between. So I guess it's two seasons technically. The season you get it, and the se- one season in between. Yeah, uh, that feels good. I think I I was actually kind of thought it would be the next season, but a season in between it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I I think it's just that they want to they want to respect that time, but that's that's just a, a a my theory. I don't have any any insider knowledge about that. I've made a conscious effort not to bring up you know on their podcast they talk about this but I have one exception where I do want to talk about that I listened to their podcast and boy it's a shame it wasn't a weekly podcast Uh, I wonder what Mm -hmm. the cadence will be but listening to that it sure sounded like they were preparing us for a bunch of little additions instead of a big one which certainly isn't what they communicated previously. That really, really reeked of trying to soften the blow from uh, you know season two's kind of lack of content, the 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 expectation divide. Like, oh hey guys, you know some of our seasons will just be a bunch of quality life stuff. <laughs> but before it really seemed like it was bombastic. You know each season's gonna have a huge thing, and so you know this season, what do we get with the big update? It was some of that quality of life stuff or a bunch of little things. Emissaries get refreshed. We're, we we added a variation of forts. And now we've added commodities. These weren't like one big thing. It's a bunch of little things. It felt like a little bit of a, uh, you, you've, mess, you've misled me in the past. And you were trying to soften that blow. Because that podcast did come out before season two did. But with season two, we now do have some of these new things. And we now have reversed through all of our tangents to get to the Fort of Fortune that we like that we talked about. But I'll give you a chance to respond to what do you think about they were kind of trying to soften the blow. I I'm kind of with you, honestly. I, I don't have a whole lot uh to really kind of add to that. Um I I after after playing this game for years and, and getting to know the team, I, I kind of expected that. But at the same time, I also feel like there is a lot that's coming and I, I think that we'll see that. I just don't think that it was going to be something that was going to hit on season two. I, I mm. think we'll probably see it come season three or I would hope season three. I'm assuming that it'll actually probably be like season four. 
if an update comes out, I'm sorry, not update, a season comes out that's all quality of life, like nothing new, then I'll feel mm-hmm. absolutely betrayed. If it's I all like we just did a bunch though. of bug fixes. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they'll do that, though. I think that the, the design of the seasons is to do what they've always done, but just have a better cadence uh, lined up and that the, the content that's going to be coming is stuff that that would normally come on a, every other monthly content drop. Um, but I think that it's going to be better tested and they'll they'll feel more confident doing it every three months as opposed to every other month or every month when they try to put out content, because that was always the problem with the monthly content was is that we were expecting there to be big content drop after big content drop after big content drop. And then when it came in and it was like bug fixes and a new voyage and we were just kind of like, eh, that's not really a big monthly content drop, you know, where, whereas with the seasons, I, I would expect that a majority of what comes in with the seasons is going to be tied to a theme that they have coming through. Uh, and that when, they've got more teams with more time working on those that will start to hit like, yeah, season one and two, very analogous to build rat updates and hungering deep season three and four. I expect to be a little bit closer to curse sales seasons five and six, six, I will assume will be closer to tall tales and the more time that the teams have with them and the more that they can work and test on that kind of stuff, the bigger and bigger the events will get until, you know, something happens. Hopefully, what I'm hoping is is that seasons are the new norm, mm-hmm. and that whatever comes out uh, with the with with in the, in the next year is still based around seasons, and we can still expect that cadence, and that that cadence affords the team the time they need to build out really awesome updates with each season, and that you know the first season in any game is going to be kind of lackluster compared to two years down the line when you're looking at the mandalorian coming with a whole bunch of hunters and Fortnite and stuff and <laughs> you know you're just like oh my god how can they how can Fortnite keep topping themselves it's like well they have multiple teams working on independent seasons and it's just taken them a couple years to get up to the point where they're completely outdoing themselves every other season and sea of thieves is like at the at the precipice they've taken the leap now we just want to see them really nail that that dive as they get into the water mm-hmm. uh, in in six months down the line when they finally reach the, the 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 water that they're jumping into. I will say it, the seasons length are good to me, and they fill it out with the, like the events and things, and you have enough fun with the new stuff and using that stuff. That by the by the time the new season rolls in, it's just about when I'm starting to get fatigued of the content that's in the game. I think it's a good cadence in that manner. They're filling out with a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But Logan, what do you think about the Fort of Fortune? I don't know. I <laughs> I haven't gotten to do one fully what? yet. What? No, I still haven't. It's been really frustrating because uh, the like last night, uh, or not last night, the other night when I was uh, juking galleons through uh, Flameheart's fleets, um, the, there was a Fort of Fortune up, but I was in the middle of a Kraken fight with a sloop when it popped. And I was like, you know, doing everything I could possibly do to survive a Kraken and a uh, skeleton sloop uh, with peace balls, which was really annoying because you can't kill a Kraken if you can't use your cannons and the freaking <laughs> ship is shooting peace balls at you every friggin' time. So you're just like sitting there. It's like, oh, cool. Well, I was about to kill this Kraken tentacle before it slapped me, but I can't because I just got peace balled and the Kraken's completely ignoring the skeleton sloop. Thanks. But 
yeah, I, I didn't get to go over there. I would have found out that there was a galleon over there anyway at, at that point and it wouldn't have mattered. But um, I still, I, I love the idea of the forts. Uh, I think they're amazing. I can't wait to complete them and work on them. But at this point, I still have yet to get to actually go do a complete skeleton mm-hmm. fort of fortune, which is kind of a shame. But it is what it is. Uh, I, I will get there eventually. Um, just takes the right crew uh, at the right timing. And I'm not, you know, there's not a lack of content for me to go do anything. You know, like I said, when I was doing that, I was literally fending off two other PVE events at the same time to to try and cope with the fact Toxic that I wasn't going to get to go. I know there's so much of it. God, I, I don't know why people are so worried about PV or hit registration. I can I can kill Kraken tentacles and skeleton ships <laughs> easily enough all the Those time. Hit registration is fine for them. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I've done two, one in an Alliance server and one uh, in a non-Alliance server. Uh, and both mm-hmm. felt like an Alliance server because they were uncontested on both. And the uh, when we did our nine, <laughs> we did our you know live server, I'll call it, completely uncontested. We kept looking at the horizon, trying to make sure no one comes and no one came. We, we, we raised Order of Souls when we went to do it and we got to grade four, almost grade five with order of souls and there's not a single order of souls item in the vault unless you count mermaid gems uh and mm. so we got to almost level five just based on that alone which was was great and actually i'm not entirely mm. sure if there are mermaid gems in there the passionate says there were but i don't recall picking up any whatever i haven't done enough to to be confident on that fair my cat would like to make a cameo come here buddy i'm sorry I'm busy. <laughs> um but we did that. We did the Order Souls, and then because there was nobody bothering us, it's like, all right, let's just not touch the Athena stuff. We're right next to an outpost. Let's go drop everything everything off, raise up Athena, come back. You know, and we had already changed flags. We were full of merchant cargo, so we you know threw that down, brought up the Order Souls, did the thing, come back, drop down Order Souls, bring up Athena. And then that's when everyone came out of the woodwork. We thought maybe we were alone on the server. Three ships come and they're coming to where we are and the fort's right next to it. We've got all the stuff still in the fort. We're like, oh my gosh, now they come. We sink one, scare the others away. They had all their merchant stuff on them. So we're like, I guess we're definitely going back to merchant now. Oh my gosh, my cat. You're such a boy. See, that's what happens when you when you invite the cats. That's what that's why I keep the cats outdoors. You're such a boy. Because if, if I keep the <laughs> uh so yeah, we I think I got half of my steal your merchant cargo from that one merchant vessel. It had so much. But anyway, so we went back with Athena, picked up the Athena stuff, got to almost grade five, did a finished grade five, turned in the Athena stuff, then we put up merchant and continued our merchant rounds. Uh so that right there is an example of a bad story. You see, nobody wants to hear the story. Was that entertaining to you to hear how many times I put up and brought down my flag? Or would it have been just fine to say there was no one and then when we went to turn in, everyone came out of the woodwork? That would have been a good story. Nobody wants to hear your stories. Your stories. That's what this game is about. No, Rare, you're wrong. <laughs>
Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show but the fort uh it was it was fun to do it was it was lively forts have a little bit waned because of fire Fire makes it so easy now. You always had a bunch of kegs around the fort. Those ran out. Yeah. And like gold skeletons. Oh, now we got to deal with them. And like once in a while you had a cool fort that had like a cannon pointing into the fort. And that was fun. But once you have fire and you can just throw fireballs, every wave died in three seconds. Just fireball, 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 fireball. Now they made a way. They made a fort that said instead of being like, there's two ways you can balance things. One, you can either nerf things or you can bring the other things up to that par. You hear that in a lot of like in, in card game design. Car- new cards get cooler yeah. and cooler, and instead of nerfing the cards that are too good, they look at old cards and you bring them back up. People like that. And same with like um, strategy games and stuff like that. It, it's a common. It's a good way to do things. So here they're like, okay, instead mm-hmm. of nerfing how much fi- how much fire damage does, we're gonna in fact give you a million fire things and just throw so many skeletons at you and strong skeletons at you and skeleton captains. That it's going to be fun, and, and we're going to leverage the fun thing. We're make it fun again. And now I really enjoyed that about the Fort of Fortune, having so much fire mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, there was a point where we had two chests of rage next to each other, and a skeleton popped nice. up with a keg. Throw the firebomb on him. The firebomb hits the ra- chests of rage. They explode. They set off the keg, which set off the other chest of rage, which set off the other chest of rage. We had like nine explosions based off one fireball. It was amazing. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's such a good plan to, to set it up, too. <laughs> uh, I think it's really cool. The skull. It looks like it's a, a, a candy coated shell. There is a shell of a cloud around what it looks like as a red glowing underneath skull. And some of it's you know, been peeled away and you can see it. You think it'd be purple? You're talking about the. You're talking about the the for just for clarification, people. He's talking about the skull cloud that appears for the Fort yes, of Fortune. Yes, the event cloud. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, I think it's a little weird that it's red. You think it'd be purple for Athena, but it does make sense because every weapon you get is either a fire weapon or a keg that lights things on fire as well. Uh, and the final boss is fire themed. It does add to a little weird thing, which is all the weapons you get along the way are unusable against the final boss. Because he's immune. I think to fire. that's good, though. Yeah, I think that I think that's good because then it it gets you through uh, everything that you need to. I, I mean, it's kind of like um, you know building up a, a, a you know you're giving you're giving the player a way to play through the game all the way, but then at the end 
you can't re- you have to rely on your own ingenuity to come come mm. up with a way to kill the end boss it's not as easy as like here let me give you all the tools that you need and then the boss is completely nullified by all of the tools that i just gave you it's like no you can get to the boss but then when you get to the boss that's when you're going to have to actually figure out how the heck are you going to deal mm-hmm. with this boss yeah, that's a good point it's nice when you dig up the uh the ashen wind skull and get to use that because that just rips through skeletons oh yeah yeah it's beautiful and, and that's I had I been I, I wish the time that I did get halfway through it I wish I had gotten the opportunity to go through and start doing all of those digs because I only I only had enough time to actually get the uh, the 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 coin pouches and the skull mm-hmm. I never got to do any digging and I wish I had because had I done that I think I would have been able to dispose of the the brig crew that descended upon us mm. uh, while we were working on that a lot better oh you made it good, was kind of a bummer you've made a good point that those weapons can be used to help fend off other crews yeah now you've added another t- oh, my cat decided to play with the noisiest toy that we own of course <laughs> see this is why i have my this is why uh, you know motion sensor sits outside the door and it you know we took a break earlier when i went out the first thing I heard was motion sensor and it was immediately like, go feed me. And I was like, all right, cool. So oh, he's yeah. a good boy. He's, 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 he's what we call self play where he's not bugging us or the other cat. And that's to be rewarded. Uh, but to tangent off, you mentioned gold bags that came out with the season update. Now captains yeah. and skeleton Lords drop. Uh, well, actually I don't know if all skeleton Lords do. I haven't tested with tall tail Lords, but they did at the Fort of fortune. They drop uh, bags of gold, which give you just a little bit. It's like a hundred or something like that. Uh, gold with each yeah. bag, and sometimes multiple bags will drop. Uh, and you know, what do you think about that? How do you feel about them adding that? Oh, I, I love it. I think it's it's a, a great, you know, it's the one thing that I think Sea Thieves is always uh, railed against. Um, it's the, the difference between treasure that's yours and treasure that you happen to have on you until you turn it in and it becomes yours. With the vaults, it was clear that there was a delineation between how much treasure you had in there and what you felt safe uh, taking. If you took all of the treasure out, then you wouldn't have enough time to get all of the gold piles uh, unless you were really, really experienced with the treasure vaults. You had to make that choice. Were you going to take the treasure Mm -hmm. that was immediately in your pocket or were you going to take the things that were potentially going to give you more that then uh, forced you to to put at risk mm-hmm. by putting on your ship mm-hmm. and then getting to an outpost? With the skeleton captains getting gold pouches, I love the idea of an instant gratification. You are instantly gratified by getting the three little pouches of gold, but you also have the skull, which is worth more. And then there's the potential voyage that could give you different things, mm-hmm. uh, a, another chest that could have even more value to it. And it's like there's there's increments you can decide am i going to take just this by jumping off the ship going onto an island killing the skeleton and sure i killed the skeleton captain and grabbed the voyage but i can't you know my crew's not coming back for that skull They're, yeah. they left me yeah yeah but at least i at least i get a little bit of satisfaction of getting some coin off of it because of the pouches that it dropped and that feels good and i've seen a lot more people sharing photos of them coming across me because there's an increased incentive there's an actual gold return to shooting off onto an island a small island and fighting the little skeleton captain that's emergent on there mm. uh, i see more people finding me out in the world and sharing that because of that yeah 
Here's a little tip for you guys out there. Just a little piece of trivia. The bags of gold don't go to your alliance, unlike gold that you get from a from a an openable treasure chest. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. And and as far as I know, that gold isn't uh, augmented by um, reputation or emissary either. No, it's not. And I don't know if it's the case for pirates who are not in an alliance, because I've only I was only near an alliance crew. But when an alliance guy picked it up, I still heard the noise of it being picked up. I don't know if that's because mm-hmm. I was in an alliance with him or if that would happen no matter what. And it's just a sound that emanates from the gold bag. I will say that sound needs to change. At first, I thought I had a, a uh, ancient skeleton. And even after then, it's just kind of a grating sound. I think they really, because there's a, it's not just the sound of a bag. There's like a chest sound in there. There's a hard sound that's a little bit irritating. I hope they take another pass at the sound design of what it sounds like when you pick up a bag. Especially because there's there's often multiple and all of a sudden it's like, kajink, kajink, kajink. It's like, whoa, chill, my dude. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't railed against that at all. So I, I, I hadn't thought about it, but, you know, sound design is a very, very important job. Um, it's why they've changed the sounds for emissaries versus uh, skeleton ships to give you a better understanding of what you're looking at or give people mm-hmm. that, that aren't sure a better understanding of what's going on. So it could just be a temporary thing. Um, that's, it's like, if it grates on people, I would definitely say, Hey, you know, put in some feedback about that. See if they come up with a different sound to indicate it. So it doesn't seem so, uh, obnoxious to the people that it affects. How do you feel about, uh, well, I should say this. Have you seen what uh, the loot inside of Fort of Fortune? I've seen some of I've seen some photos of it. I haven't seen it myself though. Okay. Well, knowing that there's all that loot, there's enough of the least to get you to grade almost grade five Athena, plus a ton of other loot, plus the like one million skulls you get that'll get you to almost grade five order of souls before then, plus all the stuff you dig up. So you have a general idea of all the loot that's possible. How do you feel about the value of a Fort of Fortune loot versus the value of a Fort of the Dam loot and their their place in the sea of thieves where they're overlapping. Are they not overlapping? Are they distinct? How are those, what's their place in the sea of thieves compared to each other? I think, I think they're in a good place. Um, I, I think that the loot that's available via a fort of the fortune should be better than a fort of the damned because a fort of the damned, you can, you can initiate that repeatedly and it can be abused. Uh, to the point where they even changed part of the maiden voyage because people were having alt accounts who they would create a pirate uh, buy or do the do the maiden voyage get into the locker grab the doubloons which was enough to buy a uh, ritual skull voyage from Lorena and they would buy a voyage they would drop it onto a ship that was already at the fort of the fortune cycling through uh, or not a fort of fortune fort of the damned cycling through fort of the damned uh voyages and then they would delete that pirate create another one do another maiden voyage get the doubloons and they were essentially getting ritual skulls for free and they actually took those doubloons out of the uh little secret place on maiden voyage because people were abusing it and they put holy crap they they actually put a ritual skull with a dagger in the top of it uh in 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 the devs on twitter were even like ye be warned you know like don't don't abuse this wait is that in the in the hold now it's in the hold yeah the, on in the more oh my gosh i have to check that out as soon as we're done yeah. here amazing first off whoever's doing that uh literally why uh i on alliance servers we do four to the damned 
you have more skulls than you know what to do with because people are getting it from all over the seas and they just drop them off for you. Otherwise, j- I find them so easy. I get them all the time and I'm like, I don't want to do it for the damned, whatever. I'm surprised people were having trouble and they had to go through, you know, buying the game a second time so they could keep deleting their pirate. That's interesting. And uh, I had here on my notes that uh, one of the patch notes said that they removed, it was under fixed issues that the they removed the doubloons from the hold and the um the, what's that maiden voyage, voyage called maiden voyage yeah. and i'm like how is this a fixed issue that's not uh that, that's not fixing anything you've removed it what the heck are you talking about i didn't know what you just told me i'm so glad to, to have learned that and now know and i think that's really funny that you that they added that skull with a with a knife through yeah. it that's the kind of sass I want to see from Rare. Thank you. Yes. Go off, Queen. Yeah. It was it was really interesting to see that. So when I when I look at like what a fortune Fort of Fortune is, every three hours, I expect it to be really good. And I expect a lot of people to fight over it and I expect it to be a really fun event. Uh with Fort of the Damned, people have worked out how to do that. It's something that's easily you can start it fairly easily nowadays. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of effort to to work on it and it takes about 20 minutes to do uncontested. You do have to deal with the fact that there's uh, a whole bunch of, of people that are probably going to try and tuck on there. Um, but it's it's activatable at your discretion, essentially. So that would be something where it's like, okay, that is less emergent, um, still valuable, but should be more than a regular fort regular forts i think are a great way to introduce players now uh based on the the type of loot that's in there it's a great way to introduce people to how the mechanics of a fort work so now we have three tiers and they've buffed that loot it wasn't in the patch notes but they said it somewhere that they buffed yeah that loot. and we we saw it so i guess i'd have to look at it to confirm yeah we we saw that the loot in there when we went and did it was a little it was was decent you know, we did one not too long ago, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's a it's a great way to say like, hey, there are three types of uh, forts. There's a really easy fort that is a standard fort. Most people are going to ignore it because they don't necessarily need it, but it gives you an idea of what you can expect with a skeleton fort. There's a fort of damned, which is better than a, a, a regular fort, but not as good as a fort of fortune. But you can choose to mess around with that and deal with a hard encounter whenever you want you just have to meet the requirements of it but you still get a decent reward for it and then there's the fort of fortune where if you've if you're done with skeleton forts you're done with farming fort of uh for the damned and you don't want that but you want a really really good payout the fort of fortune is the thing to wait for and to actually go and do i'm not entirely sure fort of fortune i see you saying that's the way you think it should be i'm not sure it's the case right now fort of the dam versus for the fortune just by raw currency obviously there's more athena in the fort of fortune if that's what you're interested in but for raw currency i think fort of the damned has it beat but um i can ask around the alliance server they do it enough and maybe i can get an answer for next time we're on here yeah um but like for me athena rep means literally nothing people like oh turn in the athena's chest if there's a chest that's more valuable next to it i'll do that because Athena, I remember Athena 20. So it means it literally has lost almost all of its value. It's just gold for me. But that's going to that's gonna vary from person to person, though. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, so the so one person who may be the Fort of the Damned, let's just say it does have more currency value. They're like, yeah, it's great, but I need the Fort of Fortune because I need the Athena. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said. Uh, and also, to go back to a tangent that we've come back off of, how dare you go to a tangent and get away from it? How dare you? This is <laughs> Sea of Tangents. Uh, 
there was also a bit in the patch notes about the maiden voyage it said new players will benefit from refined maiden voyage progression experience bringing them gently into the world of sea of thieves i don't know what that means i don't know what they changed i don't know offhand um i have a feeling i understand what it means but i won't know until probably later this year if it's confirmed if it's confirmed then this will be a great way to to kind of come back to it and be like this is what i thought it meant i hope i hoped that this was the case but until Mm. i know more uh i don't want to i don't want to throw out my theory and and kind of you know don't don't put do not insert foot into mouth quite yet sure kind sure, of sure. A, a scenario but um i i have an idea what that means well, but i i don't want to bring it up yet if if listeners have an idea that they're comfortable sharing i'd love to hear it yeah at some point i, I can probably talk to you off air about what i think it would be but uh okay. on 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 record i don't want to throw it out there until i know more a couple last thoughts about the fort of fortune um there is a new commendation under Order of Souls called Scourge of the Brutal Bastions, which requires you to defeat 10 Forts of Fortune. Yeah. Uh, there's no reward for that. Not even a title. Why? 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 This has been a problem uh, for a while now. All the old commendations give titles. Most of the new ones don't. There's no reason for them to be there if they don't give a uh, title or cosmetic i don't know why they're there in that case they need to be an achievement because achievements are the things that you get that don't give you any other reward otherwise doesn't make much sense to me don't know why it's there rare america explain points at map arkansas you know what i'm saying here yeah yeah it's it's weird I, I was looking at the the show notes or not the show notes i was looking at the release notes as well and it says that there is a new commendation in there but it doesn't it doesn't actually reward anything for it so at, at this point i I it kind of goes back to where they are putting content and they're putting content into the the season pass. They're putting content into the events. Do I really need to have one more title that I don't need to put on because I'm going to use the title that I always use for the Order Souls? No. Could it be a title that I really fall in love with and that they're just not putting it in there for whatever reason? Yeah, it's I, I see where you're going with it. I think the 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 goal that you're getting to is you want better emphasis on the commendations if they're going to be putting them into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why add a new combination when there's no reward for it? And let's be super technical before I get the one guy who pushed up the glass and says, I'm actually at me. There is a reward. It's so small, it's insignificant, and it might as well not be a reward. And that is whenever you complete a commendation, you get a tiny bit of rep for that company. And by tiny bit, I mean like when you're level 25 or above, it barely makes a dent anymore. And below, like no way it's going to get you a level or even a good portion of a level. It's 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 a completely insignificant amount of reputation, yeah. especially it means nothing if you're already max level in that company. It, it definitely feels like uh, it's one of those things where they're they're adding a completionist aspect to the game for the people that like to have a completion full uh experience i don't even know how to say that but yeah and just word to the wise unlike for the damned uh you can only progress this combination as a crew the crew that opens the vault gets progress to it nobody else no matter how much they helped with the vault if they were close if they were next to you while you opened the vault 
It's not like for the damned at all. It's only the people, the crew that put the key into the yeah. door. Yeah. That's a uh, bittersweet, but I'm, I'm happier for that. Honestly, just due to the nature of Alliance uh, servers. Um, I, I would much rather the, the crew that fights over it gets credit for it. Uh, and, and if you're in an Alliance, that's one more incentive to murder the other crew and take the key. <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> and and unlike for the damned which had 50 so you can benefit from alliance and you can get a couple's by alliance here it's only 10 so if they're all yours it makes a little more sense yeah i mean eventually people will get it and it won't matter and they'll they'll drop the key if they're in an alliance but for now i like the incentive of getting reward getting uh credit towards the commendation by being the crew that opens it and it opens up uh, PVP options, which I, I think is a, mm-hmm. a, a good way to incentivize priority and give that drive. You, you betrayed the last second just to get the key in. You won't win. You won't get the loot, but you smile because you know, I got the progress towards the combination. Exactly. Exactly. And that's going to matter to some people. And I, I like that that opportunity is, is in the game mm-hmm. because it, it still breeds that sense of, Probably more incentive if you got anything for the commendation. True. Maybe that would be, you know, maybe that would be a really good way to actually, here's a better commendation for you. Instead of 10 Fort of Fortunes uh, opening up the, the vault for the Fort of Fortune, have that. That's fine. Have a separate one that says uh, open a Fort of Fortune uh, with a stolen Fort of Fortune key. A stolen key. And if it gave me literally anything, I'd be for yeah. it. And then you can you know you could have like the the betrayer of uh, betrayer of fortunes, and have a title associated with that, and then people would know like this guy betrays people who who they're alliance[d] with at the fort of fortune, so they could turn in the key. Right, or maybe like uh you know when we got the new voyage for the order souls, they got the ghost captain sails the vaults. We got two different sails for the merchant. We got another two different sails. It'd be nice if we got some sort of cosmetic for for doing this newly introduced thing as well. But whatever. We'll see. Uh, Something else that got introduced with this update is they rebalanced the world event so that forts are now the most common world event. And uh, with that as well, they've, I said earlier, they boosted fort rewards, which means I believe now every event has now had gone through another pass of rewards even the newer events the only one that didn't get a a, a pass was the um flame heart and that's fine because that one gives you a ton of stuff yeah yeah that has a ton i think that was kind of the first one where i was like this is a lot of junk uh mm-hmm. and, and yeah i'm 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 happy that one's nice because it gives you in all of the three companies the three prime companies yeah. Which is nice. So you could put up any emissary flag of those three and, and get progress. You mean you put up the uh, Reapers to get credit for everything? That as well. Yeah. they um, need. I still think they need to figure that out. Here's something. They, they do. I, I will pursue that tangent after I say this one, one last thing. Uh, with the world events, there's a, there's a note in there in the passion notes that said, the likelihood of being targeted by the Kraken immediately after a previous world event has been reduced. I don't know exactly what that means. Does that mean the person who completed the world event? Does that mean server wide? Yeah. Then is the Kraken not back to it? Is it not the previous rules? We knew that we knew when a Kraken would spawn. Has that been changed? It's not clear. I don't know what that means. That was actually touched on in the CFE's podcast uh, when they talked about the reworking of the event scheduler because it was always people always knew that when an event dropped, that was when the Kraken could spawn. 
So anytime uh, a fort went down or anytime a ship fleet went down, people would immediately veer towards the nearest island and get away from open water until the next event appeared because they knew that the Kraken would spawn. And if they were holding a bunch of junk or if they were being chased, the way to avoid the Kraken was to get close to an island where it couldn't spawn on you. Now it's mm-hmm. unclear if an event goes down, if the Kraken will actually spawn. They've changed up mm-hmm. the certainty of when it will spawn. So it could spawn uh, during an event instead of... It, wait, are you sure about that? Yes, because it spawned... You are. I I want to say I'm pretty sure that it spawned on me when I was uh, when there was an event up, uh, when it last spawned hmm. on me. I could be wrong. If that's true, that's crazy. And that's awesome. Yeah, because I think that's the intent. Because otherwise, it, you know, it in my mind, it doesn't make sense to have it spawn after it despawns after a fort all the time. Like maybe it should spawn during an event, so that way it doesn't feel like, you know, the event's down. Go to an island and wait for the next event to pop up because you, you at that point it's like okay, well it's not after a fort, but it's still after something. So why not have it spawn so that it spawns during. Uh, or right before the ending of an event or right right before a new event spawns sometime during it you know build that uncertainty of when it's actually going to spawn so that it's less predictable uh, I think was the intent mm-hmm. and I I would have to con- I, I, I would have to test this out further but I do yeah. remember when I was heading towards uh, this this Reaper's chest there was an event up I got to it it may have gone down, um, but I'm pretty sure that uh, I got hit with the Kraken when there was an event going on, mm-hmm. and then I think, uh, then I think it, it I dealt with it so long that something else had spawned up. But I would love to get more data. I'll on be that. I'll be interested to see the communities you know sort of research into that because in my opinion the the, war, the most boring case scenario to interpret this text is just means that sometimes. And another event will pop up and a Kraken won't be in between. And there's just like, you know, less Kraken in the world. Jari wasn't enough Kraken in the world. I hope that that's not the case. Yeah. But you talked about uh, a problem with the Reapers. I won't reiterate it because you've mentioned it before in depth. But I think that it is a problem and it is worth serving, uh, solving that just put up Reapers because you get credit for everything. My quick and dirty answer to that is that Reapers only get credit from first stolen things. Uh, uh, you can still get credit for world events, not world events, um, killing uh, uh, emergent events. If a, you know you kill a skeleton ship or a megalodon or an emergent captain, you can get credit. But other than that, you know, just picking up any loot. If the loot isn't this, this is a way clearer way to say this. So I don't know why I went through all this complication. <laughs> You're working it out. It, loot. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. So let me just make this much simpler. Loot will not give progress towards Reaper unless it's stolen. So all the other ways that you normally get progress are still in there, uh, but non-stolen loot are don't give you any progress. That's my quick and dirty solution, but it's definitely a problem that needs a solution. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the positive solution to that is outside of coming up with a different way to to have loot tagged as uh stuff that the reaper wants um you know going into like commodities for example commodities change week week to week there's a a high value and a low value to stuff reapers could very well start 
having grudges against different trade companies and they could be looking towards getting some loot uh some weeks that is more valuable to them than other loot uh and and you have to try and hunt down those emissaries or you know who knows what the right answer is at this point i haven't thought about it enough to come up with a good good fix for it because the the fix that comes to mind is just lowering the bonus to the reaper uh emissary so that you are aren't getting as much of a bonus because you're turning in everything um but that never that never sounds like a good i don't want to punish people for wanting to play the way they want to play um, one thing that is naturally already in there is there is only one spot. Its benefit, its strength is also its weakness. Yes, you can turn everything in one spot, but yes, everyone knows where you're going to turn that in. Yeah. Back when Reaper was uh, being built and you and they started to introduce things you could turn into, you got double gold, but the risk was everyone knows this is where you're going for it. Not one of the seven outposts, one of the one place you can go. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had that discussion offline too. Is you know, there's a a, a pro and a con to that, uh, knowing where someone's going to go, but knowing that they are probably better at PvP because of the the you know, I I think if you did have it so that only stolen loot counted towards the emissary, uh, I think I'd be better with keeping the bonus towards that because at least then I know like the way that they acquired that loot was through stolen means. So they have to be better at PVP. Mm-hmm. So they've earned that, that emissary value. Uh, whereas anyone can get any treasure, turn it in, get to, to five by doing, you know, emergent threats and get the same bonus as someone who, you know, had to, had to go through a really hard fight to earn it. Mm-hmm. There's one obvious exception to my rule, by the way, and that's Reaper's chests, Reaper's bounties. I think those don't have to be stolen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those, those are kind of on it. Cause that's what I was, I was doing the other day was I was just literally going out and collecting. And it was weird too, because as soon as I collected one, maybe a couple minutes would pass. Uh, I never really kept track of how much time had passed, but another one would immediately pop up and it, it was like, mm. okay, well I grabbed that one. I went and I turned it in and then not too long afterwards, another one popped up and I went and I grabbed that one and I brought it back and then not shortly after that, another one popped up and I had three within the course of like an hour and a half <laughs> uh, pop up just, you know, emergently. And I was just farming those. I've heard this was the case, but I'm not convinced it's true. I didn't see any evidence. They just said it was the case that old servers stop spawning ancient skeletons and stop spawning Reaper's chests and Reaper's bounties. And it was supposedly an implementation to stop the farming via alliance servers mm. i don't know if it's true or not i'd be fine with that I, it wouldn't matter to me it was like oh just these two specific things come on guys There's so many other things but like not reaper's chest no 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 okay whatever. yeah um, again kind of comes back to the idea of why they took the doubloons out of the maiden voyage though it was being abused i think that's so interesting i'm so glad you told me about that uh but you mentioned commodities yeah commodities are next to the for the fortune the other big, you know, um, premium thing that you put on the display of this is what came out this update. Uh, there's a word for it, headline. I'm, I'm fumbling through the words. I'm trying to think what this word is. It is the marquee. Yeah. Commodities. Now, I've done a lot of commodities. And I, I've, let me tell you something, Logan. <laughs> I've written the book on commodities. And by that, I mean, I did the entire Sea of Thieves wiki entry on commodities. 
It's the one and only Sea of Thieves wiki edit I've ever done. I was tired of it not happening. I wanted to know information on it, like the price and how much it would sell for and all this stuff. And just every time I check it, it hadn't been updated yet. So I took it in my own hands and I did it, boys. <laughs> and then I signed off and said bye, guys. I'm sure you'll keep up the rest of it. But I, I felt that commodities and i know a lot about commodities had to do a lot of experimenting and uh i did a lot of it and so i know some things about commodities so commodities oh go ahead you're you're here to report back all of that information or are you gonna you're gonna hold it hostage Uh, no i'm actually gonna just regurgitate i'm just gonna read the wikipedia entry i thought the only thing worse than hearing a story what happened to my pirate is if i just read a wikipedia entry nobody wants to hear your stories that's right (laughs) And but everyone wants to hear me read essentially a, uh, a, a diction an encyclopedia. Perfect. Uh, commodities. For those of you who don't know, now you can, as a merchant emissary, buy commodities, which are things that you can trade to other merchant emissaries. And some have a surplus of items in which they will sell you multiple of them instead of just one. And some have a, uh, they call it sought after, which is, I'm, I hate that they use that because it's not just a single word and it's not a uh, ad- adjective. So it's really hard to say, you know, you can have them even in surplus or in sought after. What? That doesn't make sense. But that's the wording they're used. And if they're, if the commodity is sought after, then they will not sell it to you, but they will buy it at a fine price. And also, by the way, if they have a surplus of an item, they will still buy the item from you. But it won't be worth a lot, and you'll lose money if you had bought in that commodity. And it is added into the game something that a lot of people have asked for, which is trade routes. Something that kind of just seemed natural with uh, a whole thing called the Merchant Alliance. And the trade routes are formed by going from a place that has something in surplus to the place that has it in sought after. See how sought after doesn't work in that sentence? It's bad. They should have said something else. Mm-hmm. And that those trade routes can be just you know two outposts long or can be a whole loop of seven outposts. Uh, how many possible trade route configurations do you think there are, Logan? Uh, well, there's two outposts per C. Uh, so six outposts, two surplus routes per outpost so i would assume that that's uh 12 different routes wrong incredibly wrong far off there are 9,344,160 possible trade oh. route configurations also there's seven outposts logan i thought you did a podcast about this i don't, I game. don't count you Mara's, think there's only six Morrow's peak uh, it's seven fact. I I went. I literally joined a math Discord to get this answer because I don't know how to do it. Seven factorial times. I forget what it's called when you have the exclamation point before the seven. It's called like reverse factorial, some garbage. Uh, it's a, and you have to do like freaking calculus to do it. But I got them to do it, and that's how many uh, possible configurations there are. So, you know, maybe they're gonna get lazy and they'll just have like the same ten trade routes and cycle through them. But they literally could do a different one every week for the rest of time rest of you know this game's life they reset on sundays at 1 a.m bst at zero gmt it's something only somebody who filled out the see if these wiki would know don't you think commodities what are your opinions on them have you gotten any experience with them yeah yeah i've gotten to do a couple uh i 
when I when I grabbed the surplus for one and took it to the in demand for another, um, the payout that I got for it wasn't. I wasn't at grade five for Merchant Alliance, so it was like grade one or two, and the payout that I got for them wasn't as good as what I thought it was going to be. But I believe that this was also post nerf on them because we did have that update that yes. uh, people were just getting an exorbitant amount of cos- uh, uh, gold out of them, and they went back and they adjusted the 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 values and uh, made it so that it was a lot less lucrative, but should still be lucrative for most people. Um, and I think they fixed a couple it bugs. Was with it was outpacing. The loot that the money that uh, Fort of Fort of the Damned brought into the server and Alliance servers, that's the money maker. Fort of the Damned, nope. Now it was commodities. They are bringing the most money. Yeah, yeah. So I and the nerf specifically was the what you get when you sell something that is sought after is reduced. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that's kind of the uh, the idea is you're trying to you're trying to bring the thing that is in demand to the outpost. So of course you're just going to focus on that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's still good. I think it's a, a great way to kind of go from one area to one area. Like if you throw down a gold hoarder voyage and it goes from uh, ancient isles to shores of plenty, we'll say, and you take a look at what is valuable where and you check the routes, you could say, okay, well, we're going to grab these. We're going to work our way mm-hmm. through the voyages. And when we get out to the other side in the shores of plenty, we will go deliver these sought after crates and there's no time limit on them because it's all during the week and it doesn't matter. So it's like kind of what I wanted back in the day when we were actually asking to be able to have multiple voyages going at the same time. They kind of did something with that in the sense that they've got messages in a bottle that uh, can overlap on an actual voyage, but they've also got the... um, I'm trying to think the tall tales that they did as well too. And the merchant crates were intended to be something where you would throw down a merchant voyage, you would pick up the crates from the outpost, and then you would go and deliver those wherever they needed to go, typically one to two islands away. And during that time, because you had already pulled the crates from the the, uh, vendor that had them, you could then put down any other voyage and work on that at the same time. The trouble is, is that the the crates themselves always were valued differently depending on the condition that you brought them. So if you had a, b- a bunch of plants, then you would have to have a whole bunch of water to babysit the plants with, or the rum bottles. If you didn't ever come into contact with any kind of other ship or emergent threat, then hopefully they'd be in in uh, full intact, you know, rum crates. This feels more like what Merchant Alliance crates should have been from the start where you pick them up and you take them to wherever they need to be and they have no condition set to them you can deliver them outside of any time frame as long as it's within the the week that you're working on them and you can do any mission that you want during that time to kind of uh make the most money out of what you're working on Hmm. i think in that way commodities have sort of failed and doing some of the two big things that they set out to do. Uh, what you just said with, oh, I can just do it while I'm on another voyage. You can. You don't really want to. You want to just keep going on those trade routes. Doing anything to distract you and taking time away from that, it's like not worth it. Like I know there's some guy in your server who always talks about like gold per minute. Yeah. 
you're you're, you're really wasting what money you can make by going and doing another voyage. Uh, I did see some. Speaking of math, I saw somebody do an analysis whether or not it's smart. It's better to get grade five doing the voyages, doing the trade routes, or get grade five first doing a sunken ship voyage. Mm, yeah. And the answer was sunken ship only by barely. So you might as well do you know whatever one you prefer. Um, I I don't have a link or anything off the top of my head. It was on Reddit. I'm sure you can find it through a quick search. You're, you're talking about people that start up a uh, one of the sunken voyages that you have to go out, get the ledger, and then open up the the captain's cabin and get yes. all the all the crates mm-hmm. out of that to get to level five well, before you grab commodities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or get uh, commodities are much like you said with the cargo, where you get the rep and um emissary value by turning them in not by picking them yeah um what do you think before i get into the other thing i think it failed it's trying to do i'd like to hear your opinion about the the risk versus reward when i look at um buying voyages they're maybe when you first start off you think that's a lot of money but they're not really and especially now you know buying a level 75 voyage which by the way it's really a level 50 voyage the voyages don't get any better above level 50. The RNG doesn't change, FYI. Um, when you buy a level 75 voyage, it only costs you 300 gold. Who cares about 300 gold? It's not, you're not risking, maybe I'll lose it. You know, I invest money now. This is doing that. You buy the thing, you spend the 1,800 gold. If it gets stolen, that money's out. Or if you're not able to sell it at a normal place, if you have to sell it at a place it's in a surplus at, you lost money. Well, how do you feel about, you know, now you have something in the game where you're you're putting up gold as a risk for a payout? I think it's great. I think it does exactly what the voyage is intended to do. Uh, the voyages were the promise of gold. Uh, unless you went out and did the work, you you never saw that reward. Um, so the, the investment cost is low uh, because it's forcing you to to work through that voyage to actually get the value out of it. These are instant value, uh, but you have to risk a lot more to get the value out of them up front because it's much easier to do. It's not, you don't have to go collect a bunch of chickens on an island and then collect a bunch of snakes and then keep the snakes from killing the chickens or get a bunch of pigs to get the value out of commodities. You buy the commodities and you deliver the commodities and you're done. So if, if they were going to put a risk in the value of the commodities by buying them up front and only getting them getting the rewards if you delivered them to the right place uh in 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 that instance then yeah i i think that you should you should put the the risk up front they are trusting you with these commodities if you don't if you don't deliver them then you know you you've already lost out on that investment it builds more incentive for you to keep on them and not disregard the voyage that you put down because it cost 300 gold and you didn't really lose that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more risk involved with this. I think more of the voyages should have a little more risk involved uh, to, to putting down a voyage. It shouldn't be so uh, laissez-faire when you know canceling a voyage because you only spent 200 gold and you can go pick that up off of an island. Uh, beach right. the opposite of that is when you have your gilded it's like i am making sure i can do this before i put it down because i am not going to lose it yeah but i mean that's the rarity the rarity of that voyage makes the payout worth it because you only get one right. a year unless you're you know one of those people that have an alt account and you're making a pirate getting one dropping it and then 
deleting the pirate and getting oh my one. gosh yeah um i just i just had an idea pop in my head right now so maybe it's a bad idea what do you think about being able to buy for a lot of money a gilded voyage to have that risk versus reward you know maybe you'll lose it mm, no because it it to me it doesn't solve the the economy problem that the game has where you know you're you're just getting gold there's not a good gold sink outside of uh supply crates in the dark adventure set uh having that gilded is kind of a it, you know it's a treasured thing and being able to buy that um kind of uh it, it reduces the the risk that's involved with a voyage like that and i think the risk that's involved with having a gilded is the thing that i think brings uh excitement and stories involving you know people that are out there looking for folks who are trying to uh go from lone cove to um oh gosh what is it called uh what is the name of the other island who knows i'm completely blanking on on it and i can't remember <laughs> why uh but anyway um i i i understand the the hypocrisy in my comments about uh you know devaluing uh, a gilded voyage by um, or not wanting to devalue a gilded voyage by allowing other people to buy it whenever they want, uh, and then my, you know, how it They're pretty much just grade five voyages, right? Though about the same value. I don't know because you get the three Athena voyage or the three. Aside from the Athena that gives you three Athena. Yeah, that, I think that's the thing. It's it's the most valuable. The others kind of feel like the grade five voyages, don't they? They do, I guess. I I I don't know that I've ever actually counted up the done another one done the math right, on i'm gonna that. make it this this year i'm gonna buy one of the other ones and try it out and see if i'm well right. i did i did grab a gilded uh gold hoarder the other day and i and i think it comes out to about 25 chests uh for for mm. and most of those are captain's chests uh when you actually do it oh yeah well that's worth it i don't how am i level 75 again level 50 it's really all that matters and i'm getting marauder's chest <laughs> can't stand it the, can't stand yeah it. i think i think it'd be worth rare taking a look which was one of the things i liked about athena quests as i often got captain's chests not anymore here's your blue mermaid gem yeah yeah but we're on a tangent commodities i think it's an interesting departure from the voyage based things uh, uh, uh um, connections to the trade companies almost everything related to a trade company it's voyage based there are events that aren't part of voyages but those aren't company based this is a single company that is it's based entirely on the emissary system nowhere not as a ba it's not based on the voyage system that's interesting mm. i like seeing them stretching their muscles yeah i think that's a great way to apply that 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 system to pirate legend as well too like you have to be an athena fortune emissary to gain access to voyages from the other companies to get pirate legend versions of their voyages you really like that idea i do am i harping on it too much <laughs> no i'm i'm gonna tease you about it no you're not that's fair i think it's a, an interesting prospect um to, to try and build out more incentives the the thing for me is it's a, it's about that discovery uh discoverability of the value behind pirate legend and why if you up the discovery discoverability of it, then there's more incentive for them to build content around it, which then in turn uh, gives more reason to to players to hit Pirate Legend and then mm -hmm. incentivizes Rare to, to, to focus more content on it. Sure. So I did a lot of commodities. I got all the accommodations except one. 
and uh, which, by the way, the accommodations. <laughs> Here's another fun. Caleb wrote the wiki on it. Two of the accommodations are misleading. One says purchase 250 merchant commodities at discounted price. And you'll notice immediately there is no discounted price. If something's in surplus, it's not sold cheaper. It's sold at the same price. It's just sold in multiples instead of one. So the way to actually progress that commendation is to buy commodities at a surplus. And then there's a master of shifted stock, which is make the most possible profit buying and selling 150 merchant commodities. Again, maximum profit you can make just by doing the profiteer of sought stock, which is selling the commodities at an inflated price. Mm-hmm. Uh, to progress the master of shifted stock, you have to have your pirate has to have had bought the surplus and then sold that surplus at a at um at a sought after so very misleading text maybe i don't know this but maybe in the insiders originally they were cheaper and then they just forgot to change the commodity description i don't know what happened there but i'm yeah that's wrong maybe they'll fix that in the future you get to unlock two cool things one is you get to unlock a piece of the merchant outfit which is the hook this is you know some people might crow that it's them recycling content i choose to look at it as they're listening to us a lot of people when the outfits first came out yeah said that man i wish i could have these individual pieces and it's nice now that they're giving them there's this hook and also the reward for doing the um event is one of the hat pieces of the three outfits so you know, they're more and more giving you opportunities to earn these outfit pieces, you're, which is nice. You're talking about the uh, monocle specifically. No, I'm talking about the hook. The monocle is not part of the outfit. Oh, okay. I thought for the costume. If you look at the, I thought the same thing. If you look at the merchant costume, it's oh, got little. Oh, you're right. It has glasses. I think called pince-nez, pince-nez. It's where it glasses that just clip yeah, on your nose, sort of. That's right. Uh, the monocle is brand new. Uh, I, I thought the same thing until recently. Yep, Monocle's a brand new thing that you can get. Pretty, pretty interesting. I like it because it's, it, you know, it's very much like an eye patch. It's where you equip it on an eye patch, but it's, you know, it's thinking outside the box. I love the thinking outside the box for what seems to be a normal piece of equipment. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, they need to um, do more of that for sure. However, uh, I did say I'd get back to what I think is a way in which these have failed. And that is they failed in the idea of creating trade routes. While on paper it makes sense, you know, buy low, sell high, or buy numerous, sell uh, sought after. Unfortunately, the best thing to do really is to just sail to the next closest outpost and go in a circle. And at each place buy everything they have because they won't sell to you the thing that they have uh, sought after. And you just go in that circle and then just when you get to, after you do a single loop, you always have, I think, nine, uh, let's see, seven minus one is six, plus two is is eight. Uh, you shouldn't even do simple math. I've made a mistake trying to do math live. Uh, so that's, <laughs> you get to sell eight at a time, and you can sell eight at uh, wherever outpost is sought after and make a, a ton of money. You're not making more money for selling than what was at, in surplus. So the only way you would ever do the, technical, the, the trade routes is if you're really, really worried about having on your ship for the smallest amount of time the cargo. So you can get it right off, and that way if you get sunk, you don't lose anything. If you're really, 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 really worried about that, you can do that, but you're going to get gold way slower. Yeah, Trade routes are pretty irrelevant, and it's it's sad because I don't see a solution 
from what the, you know, the, we're not like on insiders where we can make huge sweeping changes. This is in the live build now. Um, we're really, it's a shame. I really think it's a big shame that we've been begging for trade routes and now we've got something that failed in the two biggest ways. Uh, well, one is the biggest way to me, which is the trade route doesn't exist. Just go in a circle. Hmm. And two, isn't that, that a trade route though? Bothers other people. Uh, yeah, but it's the same trade route. And the trade route is whatever, either go clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah. Who cares? It's up to But me. isn't that what they had back in the day? Like it was just a big circle. You were just going from, you know, I'm sure that most merchants had some trade routes and it was just a giant circle. They just knew the. I'm sure they have in history and in, in a gameplay, it's very stale. Uh, and the other way that I said it failed was that you don't do it while you're in another voyage. That wasn't important to me, but it's important to some other people that it's, you know, something you do while you're doing other things. And it's really not that uh, big shame, but you know, it's a very chill thing to do. It's one of the reasons I liked fishing. It was a chill thing to do. This can be a chill thing to do. Uh, in some ways it's not chill. Cause if you're going to every outpost, you're pretty likely to run across somebody who might want to fight you. Uh, but if there's a reapers, a lot of people will just stay away anyway, but it can be chill, which is nice. Also there's, there's the, the upfront cost too. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. You, you do have to have, the the cost to be able to you know maybe you can rely on what you sell at one outpost to buy what they have to take it to the next one and hopefully that the trade routes work out but hopefully you would have enough gold to be able to purchase everything up front without needing to that kind of comes down to the idea of like you know what if you just spent all of your gold buying the dark adventure set you don't have you know a hundred thousand to your name and the, the quickest way to do that is to jump on to commodities, but you can't afford to pick up all of the crates. Well, you should be able to because each outpost you're selling N plus one amount of commodities. But not at, so maybe for the first two. Yeah. But after that, you're selling N plus yeah, one. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to have uh, an upfront amount of gold uh, to be able to get at least to the to the third or fourth outpost. That's true. Well, go ahead and get to grade five using your uh lost shipment voyage and you'll get enough gold Mm, that's a good solution (laughs) maybe that's a a good way for people to justify doing that first compared Mm -hmm. to that but i mean then then you're balancing like you know time versus ease of finding the the key and the voyage and the ship and all that good jazz to try and get to five to be able to turn in that Mm -hmm. stuff then to start your your cycle The Merchant Manifest display is awful, like every other UI-based thing in the game, because it's almost all either a picture or text. This is all text, very poorly designed. Lots of people, it gives opportunity for the community to make cool maps and stuff. Uh, also, some people were like, man, it'd be cool if like the Reapers could see the trade routes, but it doesn't really matter because trade routes sort of don't exist. It's lame that all of the commodities have the same physical design, and that same design is almost identical to the wood crate. It is not identical. It is a lighter shade of wood, barely. And the image on the paper next to the merchant symbol isn't wood. It's whatever that commodity is. Uh, lazy, honestly, in my opinion. Nitpick. I, I, uh, <laughs> hopefully you've noticed that a lot of times I don't just say, where you're dumb. In this case, it does kind of seem like laziness. Nitpicking. To be honest. What's that? Oh, I was just saying that you're. it's, it's nitpicking to me. But I mean, yeah, it's fair to say that. But I think if it's a new thing, can it be new and not look like a wood crate? And so I don't confuse it with another freaking wood crate, really. Especially <laughs> when I can buy those two at the same place. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's not a big deal, but it bothers me. Uh, I think the restock time should be displayed 
we have a watch in the game. So maybe you could have it like when you buy an item, this commodity, you know, it says this commodity will be available at 3 p.m. on the 4th or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why can't, why you got to make it obtuse where I have to look up Rare Thief to tell me when it will be renewed? Mm, Could be a fix that they add easily enough in the future. It'd be nice. We have a watch. Make use of it. Yeah. Uh, the Alliance server, when we when I did it on an Alliance server and we made a loop, we would get, you know, back to where we started before the stuff renewed. So I imagine on a non-Alliance server where you might run into a person or two along the way, uh, you know, you're, the, the, the time it takes for the commodities to refresh is, is perfect. It, it, it's uh, not too not too long. This kind of goes back to the to the intent of the trade routes. Uh, you know, the idea of being able to do stuff with these aboard and do something else at the same time that allows you to uh, kind of double up on what you're working on. You know, you aren't you aren't just running commodities. You're also running uh, a gold hoarders or an order of souls or, you know, getting getting random stuff done. And the idea is, is that this is something to kind of increase the value of your overall voyage as opposed to this is the only thing that you're doing. And it's ridiculous that Rare isn't uh, isn't accommodating the Alliance servers who are getting this done in the most efficient pa- fashion. Right. Uh, maybe I miscommunicated. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> I was trying to illustrate. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> what I was trying to illustrate was uh, I was talking about the, the refresh time and how long it takes for them to restock, that as a perfect scenario, as an Alliance server, we only had to wait no longer than like half a day till the next morning, which meant that if you're playing normally, I'm trying to illustrate that you're playing normally, you're not even going to have to worry about the refresh time. Yeah, It's perfect, is my illustration. I wasn't complaining that we had to wait 10 minutes. I was trying to show you that you're probably not going to have to wait. Yeah, which is good. They sell resource crates now they being the merchants uh the fruit crates are garbo pants who wants a crate of bananas get that out of my face at least make it coconuts okay it's nice to guess what they have in an arena coconuts you know why because bananas are literally garbage i have to interject uh or make it a variety of something i have to interject i i would buy a voyage I would buy a banana crate if I had a a message in a bottle voyage that I needed to get done. I would totally buy one of those and turn it in for the sake of the commendation. Okay. Congratulations. Specific scenario, which has an easy fix of getting one for free and filling it with the fruit that you can find in the crates around you. Too hard. (laughs) Uh, But come on. Coconuts or just an assortment. I'm sure you could balance it out where it's like one pineapple three mangoes, five pomegranates, 10 coconuts, and the rest are bananas. Whatever the heck you want to do to, to weight it. Something other than bananas. Come off it. Yeah. I want to see I want to see your statistics where publish them. How many people bought banana garbage crates? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, this, this is feedback that I'm sure a lot of people are hopefully putting in that it, it is clear. Like, you know, most people probably don't want bananas in the, in the fruit crate. It's called a fruit crate. Mm-hmm. Let's get some more fruit in there. Also, confirm storage crates worth more than an ash and Athena chest. Thanks for confirming that, Rare. What? I'm not paying that. You don't have to. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. That's fine. <laughs> worth more than an ash and Athena chest. Yeah. What's happening in this game? I think that they are finding a good way to add a gold sink. 
to make sure that it, well, if you want the convenience of having a storage crate, then you're going to have to pay the premium cost. No, I'm glad that people who have more money can now have an advantage in this game. Rare kept talking about how they want people to have an advantage over other players. And I'm glad they finally implemented that. I mean, it's you know, convenience. Uh, Logan, we're only halfway through this episode, so we do have a lot of time to get into this debate. Well, it's the, th I mean, it comes back to the thing of this is a convenience. It's not anything other than what you would normally find anywhere else in the world. It's not empowering anyone any differently than someone finding it like how, I mean, you can find storage crates off of skeleton ships. Uh, you can find storage crates on islands. Most of the time, a lot of those come with an assortment of goods in them. This is no different. The only difference is the time that you get it and the gold that you have to spend to get it. Uh, right. So if you have more gold, you can you can be better than other players. Time -wise it's not gold. better. It's not ensuring victory. Do you think advantages always ensure victory? You think that's the definition of an advantage? That is kind of the goal of an advantage, isn't it? It's the goal, not the definition. No, Listen, but it doesn't. Logan, we don't have time. I've added it to my list of future topics okay. when we're not three and a half hours into podcast. It's fine that you're wrong on this. Let's move on. <laughs> well, it's not like you can edit me and cut out my mic. I want to talk about some of the cosmetics. We've, we've talked about this. Always a topic at large it's when I, when I first joined in here we talked about cosmetics so I, I feel it's my obligation to talk about some praises I have for him since I criticized him when I was first here I think it's really cool that we're getting brand new wearable cosmetic sets they're adding new wearable cosmetic sets each season with the season's rewards it's brilliant and lovely I'm disappointed we're not getting any other new cosmetics such as weapons tools or ship livery with the very small exception of a few recolors available through the season you know, like we got with the season bone crusher or, you know, things like this. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, you just want to see new things. I'm really getting tired of getting recolors of the same sets. You know, when I saw the crab set, I, I, the first thing I thought was, you know what? I hope one day I get nine more variations of this set. Cause I like it that much. I'm getting tired of seeing the recolors of the same sets. Now we're not getting just the same sets. We're getting new recolors of some of the basic sets, mm -hmm. but the crab, the Kraken, the aristocrat. I'm done with it. I don't need more varieties of it. Please, 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 please. I'm done with it. It's disappointing. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm I'm fine with them kind of moving on to different sets as well too. There's a lot of other sets that they could be doing different color variations on and stuff. Um, hopefully they'll they'll move into that soon. If I'm honest, really the recolors I thought would be more or my more desire for them was really more for the exclusive sets and to give us access via recolors like the whaling barnacle got the silent barnacle not so much sets that everyone has access to i don't need a recolor of a sea dog set of which another sea dog set has the same color just a, you know a little bit of different clothing even though it's the same theme of you know mm -hmm. worn and ragtag so i'm not super excited about them but you know it's better than nothing and i'm not going to um pretend that it's not yeah and i'm happy to see that um you know, they're, they're making use of commendations uh, to earn those, to earn the ability to buy them anyway. Agreed. Um, but it's especially weird to see them cost more than their counterparts, especially when it's like, oh, look at this new Admiral set. It's just a recolor of the other Admiral set, but it costs 10 times as much. What? Maybe Is it made of gold? No. It's just, a, it's not even like a special vibrant color or shy reflective or if it's gold or it's prismatic or whatever. It's just, you know, a normal, 
It looks like many other colors of other sets. Why is it 10 times the cost? I I think it's just due to the the natural scaling of the ecosystem, honestly. I think it's just that gold is easier to get than it was back then and that inflation has caused the cost to go up compared to the originals when we bought them. If you played the game during the time, the cost of those was exorbitant. They even lowered them after a certain period of time to make it easier for people to pick them up. And then gold become more became more e- uh, easily accessible through different events and things like that. Uh, so, of course, that the the value of the cosmetics have to retain their value. So the only way to do that is through inflation. Yeah, well, but really of the old, like, original sets, maybe other newer stuff, but whatever. I think it's... <laughs> You know, it does not feel good. I said this the first time I came on, and unfortunately, it's still true. It doesn't feel good to only be getting recolors that we know they made in 2018 while they update the Emporium every month with brand new things. Yes, I am with you on that. Uh, But uh, at the same time, I also understand the point of the Emporium content and why it's that way. And you were right, by the way, uh, that they that they we're driving uh, Emporium content in the Plunder Pass to people to go pick up the uh, Emporium content because they did end up refreshing it multiple times throughout last season. Well, thank you. I've, it's the first time anyone's admitted I'm right before. It feels good. Well, I mean, you had a mirror. Uh, <laughs> celebrate your victories. <laughs> we, um, we def, I definitely, uh, I, oh, I guess I already kind of talked about this, uh, you know, getting not piecemealing out like the rest of the frostbite set. Can you just like drop the rest of it, please? Yep. Um, what else you got? Lastly, we need something to do with our doubloons. I know that some people might not be satisfied with this gold sink. Personally, I'm satisfied with this gold sink. I think it'll carry us through a while. I don't think it'll carry us forever. I think another expensive set will be great for a gold sink. Uh, but right now I'm very happy with the gold sink. We, we need something with to do with our doubloons. I'm surprised recolors of cosmetics that costed doubloons originally don't cost doubloons now. Like, um, uh, 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 like, uh, the, the wailing barnacle, you'd expect that would have cost, I'm sorry, the silent barnacle. I would have expected that to cost doubloons. No, it costed gold. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little weird. We need something to do with doubloons. Yeah. I, uh, but at the same time, there's not too many ways to actually earn doubloons in the game. So I I'm tentative. What ab- are about you how talking they... about? There's uh, Reapers. Chests. Ashen chests. Everything inside an ashen chest. Ashen keys. The Reapers bounty. Uh, the presents you get inside every fort, which is now the most common world event. What are you talking about? Mm, maybe I just haven't been engaging with that that aspect of it then, because I I've only been hunting down Reapers chests for doubloons. I haven't really been messing. I'll, I'll be honest, gotcha. the, the time it takes to try and get an ash. And also, all those things can be turned into Reaper at grade five to get two hundred fifty percent. True, but how often am I getting grade five on a Reaper ship uh, with people who? With- it's every day, bro. I'm like Logan Paul because it's every day. No, yeah, I yes. But at the same time, people don't generally want to go get a Reaper's chest uh, when we're on a when we're on a grade five Reaper. We want to go yeah, get yeah, yeah. That's, get that's other fair. crews. Um, and, and then plus all the Bildrek commendations. I've got so many doubloons from that. I well. did too when it was brand new and they came out forever ago. I spent those doubloons. Oh, I still oh. have a ton. <laughs> uh, and lastly, my last cosmetic comment is that the Dark Warsmith set is straight yeah, fire. It's amazing. I love it. I didn't even think about it until the other day, but I feel like I almost want to exclusively wear the Dark Warsmith costume 
just so that when people see Captain Logan as a skeleton on a ship, they associate <laughs> that immediately with the next time they see Captain Logan as a skeleton captain. Oh, that's great. But I also love the way that my pirate looks too. So it's kind of a, a hard debate to have. Uh, when I was browsing through the uh, patch notes, I was very pleased to see so many fixed issues. There was a lot. I think it was more than last season. There was a lot of fixed issues. Uh, one that you know we got from the most recent update is that performing the barrel disguise emote when large groups of players no longer cause the player to appear invisible to some players in the vicinity. That was great. Earlier, I thought it was just using a combination of emotes that ended up being the amount of I players. I think that's still an issue, I though. think it's interesting that unlike the other fixes, this one uses the word should no longer. Yeah, I, 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 think, <laughs> the, I think that issue still exists. I think it's still persisting. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, they knew it when they wrote it. <laughs> <good. laughs> um, one... Th- <laughs> Don't back on them that like they, uh, they try. When, they didn't write shit in all the other ones, huh? Interesting. When progressing through a lost shipment's voyage, if a shipwreck is unable to be created for any reason, merchant cargo will be surfaced alongside the manifest out at sea to reward crews for their efforts. Uh, so that was a freaking lie. The first thing I did in the season was do a lost shipment voyage to get to grade five. My manifest was floating. I had the key in my hand. No other treasure. Hmm. Don't know what you're talking about. That one should have said should. Is that is that like a, a reoccurring issue? Like you can you can comfortably reproduce that experience though? I don't know. It's just it was the first thing I did and it was in their patch notes for the the season. All right. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard uh on on, on reproducible uh, uh requirements. Like that is a consistent issue. I don't know. I just did it, and it, the first thing they said is fixed was not yeah. fixed. Yeah. Uh, they still know updates to Arena like they promised, but oh, wait, what's that? A new bug in Arena where the beam of light doesn't follow the chest anymore. Don't worry. That's nope. not important. That's what? fine. Leave Arena. How can you leave Arena alone and still create bugs? I, I think it's fine. No, it's not like anyone goes for those chests anyway. That's At least in Galleon Arena, that is very true. Super Arena, a little more important. <laughs> Uh, the best thing introduced in this update by far and best thing introduced this year by far after sinking skeleton fleets, the floating loot will have seagulls circling above it to help players find it more easily. The wording is a little misleading there. Any skeleton yeah. ship, the loot will have seagulls floating yep. above it. Wonderful. Absolutely. One of the few changes that I don't think that they could have. That is a quality of life change that I think should have been like showcased a little bit better. Because it seems like an obvious thing. Uh, you know, there's flotsam mm-hmm. in the water. Seagulls are going to be around there picking the bones from the skeletons, trying to get some food. Um, definitely love that change. It's definitely something I would have advertised more as part of that season. Like, isn't this yeah, great? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. That it's, it's something that I don't think a lot of people will notice until they start paying attention to it, obviously. Because uh, it's not like in your face. But it is a, a, a mm-hmm. really, really nice change. And it works on... Um, uh, megalodons is or no i'm trying to think does it work on megalodons did i gosh now i'm questionable it doesn't work for krakens uh and i'm trying to think if it worked on the megalodon that i killed i don't think it does but it really should Something for krakens would be nice somehow i always end up losing most of that yeah loot. i definitely think that it should work on megalodons as well maybe not cracking i don't know if i want birds for every piece of 10 well, no no but i definitely think 
or tentacles, as the Romans would I'm say. I'm going to get into that. I think that the megalodon is a good uh, argument, though, for for why it would work, why it should be present there. It's connected to the storage crate, which makes it a problem for the megalodon because it doesn't spawn a storage crate. Yeah, but just based on the like, tie it to the to the meat in that case. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Except there'd be five pieces of meat. Still. Put one seagull for each piece of the meat. Amazing. It works. Problem um, solved. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, okay, two things are happening here. One, remember how I said to you guys at least two times in the show, I'm going to go as long as I want, and if the show ends, it's because of Logan. Well, God has punished me for my hubris, because as you can tell, I've been speeding through these last few things because I'm losing my voice. <laughs> it was a matter of I time. Am, uh, I am... Uh, Call me DJ Khaled because I'm suffering from my own success. I don't get that reference. When losing your ship and using a mermaid to grant you a new vessel, your crew will now be placed at a greater distance from enemy ships on the seas. Uh, I'm not really sure what this means either. Does this mean all respawn of a sunken vessel or only if you're using the mermaid? Not if you're like coming back from the, from the, the ferry of the mm. damned. If it does mean everything, that's exciting. Because, I mean, we've all complained about the times where we sunk a ship and then we didn't get three minutes to ourselves before we saw them coming back at us. I don't know. That's a good question. I'd love to hear some... some... They need... They. I think it's a consistent problem here. They need somebody to uh, whose job is to look at wording and, and sure it up for a lot of these things, from commendations to... Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder uh, how much time they're able to get the notes and then finalize them and then run them by someone uh, before it gets published. Cause the patch notes are never published before the update is actually being put out, which is kind of a bummer. I wish that we had the patch notes prior to the build actually going out so that we had a better idea of like what was coming in the patch. And unless you are in insiders, you don't mm -hmm. know if that content is actually coming to the live build or not. And even then it's like, you never, It'd be great for content creators. How many people make videos on YouTube for their, you know, the games oh, that yeah. they're playing? And it's like the update coming out next week is going to be this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. And then it's just it would it would be a lot easier to have a a head a heads up because I mean you can play insiders and you can know what's coming, but you can't guarantee that that stuff's coming. So there's no way to know like if you know if I want to make a video on this, I could make a video on that. That video could be completely wasted because if the patch. If a live patch comes out, could could be in there, could not be. No idea. Can't tell. But yeah, I'd love I'd love to get like a uh, you know, they they finalize the patch a week ahead and the patch notes come out to explain what's going on. That following week a video comes out to explain what the features are, and then uh the 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 week that the patch actually comes out, you've already got a good handle on the content that's coming and how to speak to it and can look towards that stuff to test as opposed to getting everything on day one, hoping that it's all, you know, put out there properly and, or at least just to have, you know, having the patch notes solidified ahead of time and being able to have mm -hmm. someone go back and be like, okay, this is, this is a better way to explain it. Uh, or I don't know, have a weekly podcast where you kind of dive into the patch notes and discuss the topics. <laughs> uh -huh. Who knows? All right, well, and I have one <laughs> okay. final thing mercifully for those people who don't like me. And don't want to hear me on your on your show, of which I don't blame a single one of you. Uh, a lot of hints about a mermaid update coming out. We talked about it way at the beginning of the show uh, today. 
And, uh, and, and when I was thinking about mermaid updates, uh, I had an idea spark into my brain that sent it reeling. And I thought about uh, a siren where it would mimic the sound a mermaid statue would make. So you'd be on the shore, you know, you're pulling up to a, uh, a mm-hmm. an island and you hear the hum and you go, it's a mermaid statue. And you dive in, but instead of finding a statue, you're coming face to face with a siren, which was mimicking the statue sound. Hmm. And, you know, from there, I kept iterating and iterating. And I thought, you know, what would what would be a good mermaid enemy building off of that? It, and again, we don't know there's a mermaid update, but come on. There's a mermaid update coming, right, Logan? With all the things Duke, all the, the little uh, runes we're getting, the skeleton runes, all these little hints are dropping. It's going to be a mermaid it's, update, right? It feels like it. Um, there's outside of Duke and the runes and just the teases that they've been putting out. It's hard to know for sure, because I feel like we could go two ways. We could either come to a resolution with Flameheart finally, uh, or we could finally get mermaids in the game. But it's, it's like of those two options at this point, because these are the kind of the, these are the things that the community has been wanting outside of like different biomes for a while. Um, and we've things have been a little too quiet on the mass stranger side of things and the stitcher gym side of things mm-hmm. that I think that I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to get a resolution with that. Uh, but I just don't know if I don't know if we'll get anything related to like a sunken city or mermaids coming. <gasps> or, oh, I could yeah, have like I, I don't know if any of that stuff is is coming before the resolution of Flameheart or that after. is tall tale material right there. Like I would love to to I mean I I feel like they want to wrap up Flameheart first and then we'll get mermaids mm-hmm, as like mm-hmm. the new threat. I feel like we and all logic says they should wrap up Flameheart first. I don't know if they want to wrap up It's Flameheart a tough first. pickle. It's a tough pickle to 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 I don't even know what that saying is. It's a tough thing to to work out like Tough nut to crack, a tough a tough pickle, a tough cucumber I, to pickle. We'll go with that. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with the tough nut to crack. Is how do you resolve <laughs> Flameheart and still have a big bad to worry about in the world? Uh, oh, I've heard you talk about this, Logan. The answer is simple. We have a voyage that literally is that world event. It just doesn't have Flameheart in the sky. And which, by the way, take it from somebody who did like 40 of those voyages to get his 50 skulls. You may hate Flameheart because he talks to you when you're not doing his world event, but when you're doing his world event, be grateful you have Flameheart to talk to you. It's not as boring. It's more entertaining when he's going, another hit. Oh, your supplies must be dwindling by now. That's It's way more fun than when it's literally just silence as you're fighting ghost ships. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're comparing, anyway, if we're comparing ghost ship, ghost ship to ghost ship uh, encounters, then yeah, it is kind of weird to be fighting ghost ships and it just be like fighting ghost ships, and there's nothing really additive to the to the experience. But this sounds like a tangent, Logan. Mermaids. So when I thought of the idea right. of the siren, I thought, you know, what could we have mermaids? I mean, there's some basic options like they're just in the water. Which kind of conflates with sharks. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want that. Uh, there's one where maybe they're just specific to a tall tale. We've seen variations of skeletons that are tall tale specific. Um, which, when you said like underwater city, that'd be amazing. Maybe they're the enemy of like the Atlantis area, whatever. But I like the idea of them being ambush predators. Mm. 
you know, the siren that makes ambushes you when you think you're going for a mermaid yeah. gem. Or maybe maybe they hide in the barrels of plenty. So you harpoon up, you know, you get you try to get your barrels and they instead they harpoon you. They throw out like in the, the movie, uh, uh Pirates of the Caribbean, they throw something, they pull you into the water, and now you're you've got ambushed by a, a mermaid. Different ideas like this. If they had an ambush theme, I think that'd be really, really, really. What really if cool. they did something where it was focused around the mermaid statue? Because I've always wanted to know what the mermaid statues were about. It never made sense, like why they're in the game. What's what purpose do they serve? We know that they have gems and that they're magic in nature. I honestly think uh, sirens would be cool, but I think sirens should be the result of you breaking the mermaid statues or fighting against the mermaid statues oh it like yeah like in. it's a it like we've been we've been killing these things for so long that kind of fits with the ambush and we've been stealing the the we've been stealing the gems for so long that it is starting to impact the magic that is result or residing in them okay 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 i got it Here, building off of that here's what it is if you have a gem in your possession it attracts mermaids hmm so you don't want to interact with mermaids? Uh, don't have a gem. Did you take a gem you have in your ship? Well, all of a sudden, mermaids are a lot more interested yeah. in you. Yeah, I could see that. I think mermaids attacking your ship would be interesting. I don't have anything in mind right now of how that would be implemented. I think that would uh, be. A, I think that okay. would be a good way to like it, it's it's it increases over time. Like the more the more gems you have the stronger of a presence the mermaids have near you to the point where they eventually summon a sea creature that has to attack you. I don't know if that's in the form of a Kraken or a Megalodon Mm. or something that we haven't seen yet, but it would be cool if, you know, you, you are taking on the risk of carrying these gems and the more gems you have, the more, the more threat there will be as a result of them well let me tell you something i hate how accessible gems are i i like them better when they were scarce it made breaking the statues have more of a purpose if you know instead of reducing the amount of gems to make me happy if now there was a risk versus reward for having all the gems then it's great that there's gems everywhere because you get more chances to interact with this so you choose i like it a lot another idea i had is if you're fishing there's a chance that the uh cat runs around the house screaming and maybe interrupting happens, your audio happens a lot on ships uh, too that, when you're fishing and you grab a fish yeah. and the cat runs around and eats the fish happens a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep 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 uh if they could grab your line as chance if they ambush you by grabbing the line and pulling you into the water that would be i don't i just thought they'd be cool as ambush predators yeah that would be cool i i would love to see how they actually implement uh merfolk because at this point we have two two sex there's the 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 positive or the 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 nice mermaids, the ones that are helping us, um, but those are very much the the converted, the cursed sailors, from what I can tell. You know, they're the the people that fell off overboard and got turned into mer merfolk. And then there's the more kind of amphibian looking merfolk, the ones that don't have the the recognized like human features, uh, where they are kind of the the negative merfolk in the world. Um, and I, am I'm, I'm wondering if eventually we'll get to the point where we'll run into those merfolk that aren't happy with us taking over the seas. Maybe we've brought in too much danger into this world 
and they are not happy with it. And it's time for them to come back and take back the Sea of Thieves from the pirates who are just unopening Pandora's box and have just gotten a little too out of hand and a little too crazy with this magical business and are causing too much havoc with the norm that is their world that we just aren't interacting with. Well, Logan, last time I was on your show, I did, I snuck in there. I don't know if everyone knows, but I got to edit that episode. And I snuck in a nice little top 10 list in there Mm -hmm. for you. And I liked it so much that when I listened to that episode, the first thing I did was fast forward to that top 10. And then I went back to the start. Uh, And I would love to do for you another top 10 Mm -hmm. list. Top 10 things Caleb would like to see come to the game. Because Caleb, he, he keeps writing down on on his little notepad on his iPhone every time he's a little idea even if it's so short as like oh, I think the fruit crate should have something other than bananas and just a little one line and after doing that for so long I have like dozens of little notes I've got top 10 lists for days and so I'd like to bring to you Logan and to all your listeners the top 10 things Caleb would like to see come to the game Skeleton Lords should have an anti-ship attack. Right now, they just kind of look at you and go, huh, well, that sucks. And maybe they'll shoot you with their pistol, but if you're far enough away, they won't really hit you. And or they'll just stare. And there's, there's, just get on your ship and shoot at them. What are you doing? Uh, with the Ashen Lord, they're like, rare developers were like, no, 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 no. We're going to have an anti-ship attack. They're going to throw a fireball that not only puts holes in your boats, but sets it on fire. Oh, cool. Now there's a risk versus reward, and I have to choose whether or not I want to make the choice to shoot at them from my ship. Skeleton Lords also should have some sort of anti-ship attack. I think throwing a fireball is very much Ashen Lord themed. It shouldn't be Skeleton Lord themed. The idea I had was they should summon skeletons onto your ship, and you have to fight Mm. them off. You already have skeleton AI that can navigate a galleon and a sloop. I'm imagining they wouldn't have to do too much more to do for a break. They use military time, the 24-hour clock, but still use AM and PM. It makes no sense. This is current year. Can you please just convert to my local time? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice to get better clarification on that. I'm a big guy. I'm on on a consistency and cleanup. Uh, I'm like a little bit of an OCD kind of person. And there's a bunch of little things in the game that aren't consistent or are confusing. For example, some chests, when you drop them, will face towards you, and some, when you drop them, will face away from you. Uh, it's really annoying with all the commodities. They all <laughs> face to you when you drop them, except for raw sugar, which faces away from you. Why? It's so annoying. <laughs> Dropping the weeping chest, it's going to face away from you. Why? <laughs> oh my gosh. Just, just make it all consistent. Please. I love that this bugs you. <laughs> what? I love that this bugs you. Oh, it it's, does. Oh, you have no clue to what extent it does. It certainly does. Uh, there's language that needs to be cleaned up. If I said to you, let's go turn in this ashen chest, could I mean an ashen marauder's chest? Could I mean an ashen captain's chest? Or could I mean the item actually called an ashen's chest? What? Why would you name something that generic? Ashen's chest? How about this one? Treasure chest. What chest could I mean? Either one or one of like 450. The chest Mm -hmm. that you can open and put things into is called a treasure chest. What are you talking about? 
and to consistently fit our tangent theme. I have a theory. I think some people call it a collector's chest. A lot of people call it a collector's chest. I don't think anywhere in the game has it ever been called the collector's chest. I have a theory that this has secretly been a insider's leak that's flown under the radar. Then on insiders, maybe it was called collector's chest. And then people just you know referred to that when it came into the live game because treasure chest was too generic. I don't know if that's right, but have you seen where else? Why do we all call it collector's chest? Makes you think. I think that was what the devs referred to it as when they first came out. Ah, okay, that could be it. Athena's run of Thieves Haven should be in the pirate lore. We talked about that. Black market should be in the stores. We talked about that. Uh, accommodations to give some title or have some some give a title just for earning them. Some don't give a title, but have a separate entry in the accommodations. It's not a combination that gives you a title. Look at some of the stuff. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's bonkers. It's irritating. It's annoying. Uh, just be consistent, please. Why can't you just be consistent? Seventh place. I wish cosmetics were organizable. Some of the most basic games in the world that came out 30 years ago let you sort by name or by something else. We can't have sorts for the tons of cosmetics that we have that we get new ones every update. Let me sort it alphabetically by similar types, like all of the build rat ones, or you know, all the recolors, date of release or date of acquired. There's a million different sort algorithms you can choose. Why can't we sort our stuff? Yeah, I, I don't I, know what the current organization is, by the way, but it's definitely not by release in your cosmetics chests. I don't know what the organization is. Date of release, nope. I think for sure. Certainly is not. I take a look. I have. I, I've seen it numerous times. I'm pretty sure it's based on uh, introduction to the game or acquisition, I think would be a better way to call me Donald date Trump of acquisition. because that's wrong. As I drink a bottle of water with two hands. <laughs> really hard task. Ability to put up a normal flag while you have your offer alliance flag up. Admittedly, yeah. that could lead up to four flags. You could have your Emissary, Offer Alliance, Alliance, and a regular flag. Majority of the time, it's three flags. But it's fine. Why can't I have the one of the beautiful flags I bought along with Offer Alliance? Come on, Rare. Well, the problem is, is you're trying to offer an alliance. You should just sync people and wear the flag that you want. <laughs> I see. I'll race this one. I'll put a different number six in one because that's such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Hi, we're friendly. <laughs> There should be a setting option to toggle off when you pick something up out of a barrel, you're holding it immediately. This happens a lot when you notice when you're like fighting and you're like your gun's reloading and you go to get more fruit out of a barrel and then you stop reloading your gun and you pull out whatever fruit you just pulled out of that barrel. I, I never ever, almost never ever want to immediately hold the thing I pull out of a barrel. Can I please toggle that off? Hmm. I could see it. I could see a, a reason for that. It, it's it's circumstantial, or not circumstantial. It's situational. There we go. That's the mm -hmm. word I was looking for. Because it, it it it's one of those things where, like, if I wanted to stream from my PS4, I have to go in and turn off a certain setting to be able to do that. I don't want to have to worry about that setting all the time. I want the the PS4 to be contextually aware of if I'm trying to stream or not stream, and just have that option turn on depending on whether or not I'm actually hooked up to an Elgato thing. If I'm playing the game 
there's going to be times where I want to use the thing that I immediately have in my hand that I just pulled out of the barrel because it is of the highest priority. Whereas other times I am prepping myself for a situation that I don't necessarily need to have it. And the amount of time it takes for me to swap between the thing that I had and the other thing that I that I had prior is negligible to the point where I don't see it as uh, a pain point. And I don't know that I would want to have a, a, a switch set up specifically so that I could toggle it on and off because it's going to be different every every time that I access a barrel. It might it may be very different one day versus another day depending on the situation. And I don't want to have to worry about a toggle like my PS4 to have to think about, you know, is it on or is it off right now? But a toggle wouldn't hurt you at all given that right now you're just dealing with it with no choice. And you can also still just deal with it with no choice with a toggle there that can help people like me. I've especially noticed it when I'm fighting an Ashen Lord. Go get fruit, trying to reload. I pulled out my fruit, didn't finish reloading every time. Well, I mean, if you pull out the fruit, you're interrupting the reload regardless. Right, I don't want to pull out the fruit. I just want to be able to do two things that, you know, save time. I'll reload, so while I'm reloading, quick grab fruit out, make the most of my time so I can be efficient in this battle. That was a change that came because of two things, the barrel system 2.0 and uh, the double gun uh, issues that were going on. So you can blame players for for that, honestly. Other players. I always blame everything on other players. Fourth place. I would love to be able to prestige company reputation. I just love seeing those numbers go up. When they increased it from 50 to 75, it was so refreshing to see those numbers go up again. Um, I do feel like there should be some sort of reward, just something to show off that I've prestige, you know, X amount of times. Uh, maybe for Caleb's OCD, make everything go back, go up to 100 first, just for the sake of round numbers. Whatever, I don't feel strong about that. But be able to prestige the companies to be able to watch those numbers go up again and to brag about how many times you prestige. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It's a long asked for request by by me as well, and I, I, I would love to actually have that in the game. Uh, I, I think it comes back to the sentiment of there only being 3% of the population that's actually capped uh, or hit Pirate Legend, and probably a shorter number of people or a smaller number of people who have actually capped out every mm. trade company. So it's like, what's the... What's the, the value in adding a feature like that in now when most people haven't even gotten to that point where it's even a question? Um, but I, I do agree I want that in the game. Add a crab pet. I want a crab pet. I want a crab pet. I want to name them Snippers. Like, uh, what's the show? Oh my gosh. It's a podcast. Uh, it's not an original idea. It's from The Adventure Zone. You name him Snippers. It's a great name. I want a crab pet. We've seen them in the trailers. And past Caleb, uh, the first time he saw it in the trailer, it's like a little Easter egg. The first time he saw it was in the trailer for the anniversary update that was supposed to introduce pets. And they said, wait, we got to delay pets. So I thought that was supposed to be a pet that got delayed. And then we never saw it. I later found out, oh, it's just an Easter egg. I want a crab pet. Let me have a crab pet. Let me put a little captain's hat on him, a little eye patch, and give him a little hook instead of a claw or a little sword in his hand. Adorable. Give me a crab pet. What are you doing? I think it's coming. And if you have to, like, you know, it's there's three different cats, three different dogs, three different monkeys, three different kind of birds. 
I guess you could do like, you know, the, the, the crab that you think like the blue claw crab, or it could be like a uh, dungeness crab, which is, I think are gross, but I'm sure you can make it cute. Or it could be like a hermit crab. I want cosmetic presets. We've all asked for it. There's various implementations of it. You can have like the presets in each chest, or you can have a brand new chest that looks like a wardrobe that has all of the cosmetics presets so you don't have to go into individual chests. You still have to separate one for your shipwright chest, I'm sure. But at least give us a button for an equip all of a set. Give us something so I can, I have so many sets and I just don't use them all because it takes too long to change 19 different pieces. Presets, please. Yep. Yep. Please. Thank you. I like the wardrobe implementation, but I'll take literally any implementation, even as simple as an equip all button. Yeah, and uh, a, a full randomizer uh, for the for the ship livery sets, please. Oh, like a random button that just puts on random parts. Yeah, we got it. We got it for clothing, and I, I, I just want it for ship livery sets as well too. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, first place. I want a Davy Jones costume. And I think it'd be really great to get a Davy Jones costume and crew set. By Davy Jones, I mean like in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies where he's like part fish. He's part octopus yeah. head. Octopus head's like the most important part for me. Octopus head. In the movie, he's got a crab claw and crab leg. You can do various implementations of that. I'm fine with that. But uh, once I get the octopus face, uh, people who, who are coming to this show from my show are probably more familiar with a Mind Flayer from Dungeons and & Dragons and again it's another squid-faced monster uh, kind of Cthulhu-esque yeah. I want to look like that and if you could have a crew set where you all look like different fishes uh, dude I think that would look so awesome maybe you would make it as a curse uh, because you know part of me worried that you know it's a part of the costume that I think looks dumb but honestly, I think a costume lends itself better because you can have all these different pieces that you can't have when you have your individual, you know, outfits. Uh, I think, uh, dude, a Davy Jones costume and crew set would be choice. Yeah, I, I, I still wonder what the legality behind that with Disney would be, um, like what they would have to do to play around that. Plus, you have to work out the idea of like with those pieces. Um, a lot of the stuff on the costumes don't move. They're all very static uh, things. So if you did have that, would it feel good if, say, like you had an octopus head, but the octopus head didn't have any moving tentacles? I mean, yeah, kind take what you thing. can get. I'm not so worried about the legal. I mean, there's a million things in culture of fish people, and we're, we don't have to call it Davy Jones. Like I said, there's Mind Flayers. There's Cthulhu, which is not copyrighted. I don't believe. I believe it's in public space. Anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I see it could be a concern because it's like, well, they all are all fish people. I don't think it would be, but whatever. Yeah. What do I know? It would look awesome. And that's my top 10 list. It's a good list. A lot of things I could, I, I get behind for sure. I think, I think that's the thing. Like with mermaids, uh, we don't know when we're coming or when we're getting them, but we know that at some point Rare wants to put them in there. Same thing with Captaincy. We know that they've talked about wanting to to stay true to that promise. We just don't know if or when or what it'll look like. And I think a lot of the things that you're asking for are not big asks. Uh, I think it just comes down to implementation and time. Um, hopefully Seasons affords us that. Mm -hmm. Logan, let me thank you again for uh, allowing me to come on your show. It is always a pleasure. I, I had a phenomenal time. And uh, and and have I officially broken your record for longest episode? Uh, no, because I'm going to edit out like 
two hours worth of this <laughs> stuff, so it'll be cool. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm pretty sure this will be the longest episode. Um, I don't even. If, I don't even know if I want to edit it. Maybe. I, maybe I'm just gonna put it out as raw, and people can hate me forever and uh, not have to worry about. It. No, I'm gonna probably get this out. Uh, most of this stuff will actually get edited out, and it'll just be the content. But yeah, uh, Caleb, well, how dare you? I think been... the only thing you should edit out is like the five minute break we had and the time I told my cat to stop making noise. The rest of it should be in. And if it's not in, yeah, we'll I'm see. going to uh, leave your server and Bro. never talk to you again. I you'll mean, never know what my future all, top all, tens will be. Whatever makes you happy, that's what I want. I just want you. I just Aww. want to make sure that everyone's happy, whether they're in my Discord server. Or not. Okay. Aww. And that's that's all that matters. How wholesome. <laughs> no, I, I I love our conversations. This feels like this could have been a voyage. Uh, we could have been sailing during this whole time, oh, yeah. and. We could have probably had a lot of gold as a result of the, uh, what is it, four hours that we've been recording, four and a half mm. hours that we've been recording. And um, I'm, I'm sure at some point uh, folks will turn turn this on and finish up this episode in like a month. So hopefully <laughs> you know, this will still be relevant information by the time they finish up with this episode. But uh, thank you so much for for coming on and wanting to, to, to dive into this. I know that you look forward to having all the show notes uh, discussed and, and diving into how the game is in a good state. Um, hopefully at some point we'll, we'll get to do this again uh, and, and we'll hopefully get to talk a little bit more about like, <laughs> I don't know, less tangent, tangent stuff. Uh, oh, the tangents is the flavor. That's, that's the, that's the salt and pepper on top of the meal. That's, that's what we, yeah, we generally talk in tangents uh which if if that isn't a, a saying i don't know what is but my wife says that she has food for me i don't know how long that food has been sitting because <laughs> the last time the last time she messaged me was uh two and a half hours ago when she's like let me know when you're done recording and i'm like okay and then literally 10 minutes ago she's like i have food for you and i'm like oh maybe that's why i feel so uncomfortable is because my stomach is rumbling because i haven't had nothing to eat all day, all day uh, before we jumped on for a recording. My wife and I have been sweating in the house because I turned off the AC because it makes noise for the recording. How dare yeah, you? So I'm ready to turn that How back on. How dare you? I can't believe you just bring this up after we've been recording forever. <laughs> and now you tell me that you, you've been sweating in your house. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I will I will grab some socials, any socials that you want in the uh, the show notes. Feel free to give me those so that I can add them as I'm uh, filling out the the notes for this after I get done editing it. And um, is there any place that you want to send people to go hear more of uh, your content? Sure. If you're interested in hearing an audio drama actual play of Pathfinder, which is a lot like Dungeons and Dragons, it's a tabletop role-playing game, visit tblazer.net to visit our, our network, Trailblazer Network, and you can see our shows there. And we'd love to have you. Very much uh, appreciate your conversations and uh, I'm sure we'll get to have some fun feedback in the Discord server. So if folks are listening to this and they want to come yell at us for having an absurdly long episode mm -hmm. without any warning ahead of time, uh, they can always head over to the Discord server. There's a questions and feedback channel that I will be muting notifications for <laughs> for the next two months so that when people finally finish this episode and move on to something else, uh, I can go back and review all of that feedback and know 
that my show is still alive somehow. Yes, please yell at me, but don't at me, son. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, Pirates. I'll have the normal outro for you guys as well to give you all the contact information for myself. And I think that's going to do it. Peace and love. All right, Pirates, so this is going to do it for this long four-hour episode. Every once in a while, someone tells me that they want a four-hour episode, and this is going to be it. Uh, You know how I like to keep these around an hour, hour and a half, just because it's hard to listen to anything for four hours straight, even when it comes down to something that you love. I, I promise you, even when I listen to other people's podcasts that are four hours long, I end up listening to them a little bit over the time uh, throughout the week and just kind of break it up myself. So I didn't want to do that with this episode just to make it a little less uh, confusing. If uh, people wanted to get the whole episode, they could get it. If you want to take a break, I totally understand. So uh, Pirates, with that, if you want to get a hold of me, feel free to do so at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter, uh, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If you want to send in an email, otherwise you can hit me up on Xbox. Captain Logan is my uh, gamer tag, and you can always join the Discord to come say hi. Uh, Other than that, Pirates, thank you, I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077 are you looking to brush up on the lore stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me your host robots we'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on itunes spotify google play and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Are you interested in keeping up with all the latest gaming news, but you're just too busy? Well, I've got the podcast for you. The Robots Radio Show is a daily gaming news show where I bring you in a quick format all the top news about video games, nerd culture, and even the best deals. You can find the Robots Radio Show on Spotify and Apple and all the different podcatchers, and you can join me live, twitch.tv slash robotsradio at around noon, Eastern every day. Come talk about game stuff with me. Again, that's the Robots Radio Show. Available everywhere.